We are the Bros Who Think Network, and you're tuned in to Bros Who Binge. Enjoy. What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? What an exciting episode of the Bros Who Binge podcast we have for you today. We are just coming off Comic-Con, so the entire episode 49 of the Bros Who Binge podcast is going to be about all the great news that we learned in Comic-Con, and as always, the great news we learn about every week. As always, this is Adam Schubert joined by Lyndon Burton, and hey, Lyndon, welcome to the welcome back to the show. Are you ready to talk about some Comic-Con news, and I guess also The Lion King, which just came out this week? Yeah, man, look, okay, happy Comic-Con, everybody. We didn't drop on Friday. We figured we would wait till after Comic-Con to drop, do a big special after all this, the news and stuff dropped and everything, and give you a big episode. But can I say this? Did, was Comic-Con not underwhelming this year? Like, uh, yeah. Like, like, honestly. And I think that had to do with a lot of the people pulling out, when, you know, when what Sony pulled out and yep. Warner Brothers no pulled DC. out. So. Well, besides the DC Universe, which we're going to talk about. Yeah, but even that, that had that had issues. And RIP to the, the person in the uh, Titans stunt crew. I don't know his name, and I should have looked this up. But RIP to that person because he died in a, hor- in a horrific, stunning accident that it was like a car wreck. And then shrapnel, I believe, hit him in the head. Crazy stuff. And that's why we didn't get a Titans panel or a Titans trailer. But we did get some stuff, which we'll talk about later. And then also, uh, RIP... To everyone in Japan, I want to just say this to everybody. We're going to do something on anime talk, but just prayers for everybody at the the, the Kyoto tragedy and Kony, uh, Kioni animation. Sorry for that tragedy and uh, for every for all the families involved. Rest in peace. Uh, I send my prayers to you guys. So that stuff was horrible to hear about. But speaking of Comic Con, yeah, man, it was just, I don't know. We got, we got. Some cool stuff. We got some really dope trailers. Like I, I think the streaming services might have won Comic Con this year. And I know people are gonna be like, "Wait, what?" But I don't know. I was a little more interested in some of the other stuff, and maybe that's due to the fact that our first story. We've been talking about this for months now. If you've been listening to the Birds Who Binge podcast, we've talked about most of this stuff for like since like last year. Definitely, yeah. Some of it has been a lot of speculation. Some answers finally being answered um but of course every every time more news gets released there are more questions out there and we're gonna try and address as many of those as we can uh, but w- what about lion king as well Ooh, we also have that later on in the show i'm excited for that as well we get to talk that and young justice we gotta talk oh, yeah. a young, you gotta talk a little young justice not sure. not not too much happening because it was only one episode because after they dropped that big three pack on us but yeah, I got confused. I thought it was more than that, so I ended up rewatching the last episode and being like, "Wait, didn't I just already see this?" Yeah, no, they yeah, they only yeah. dropped one on us, and we're only getting one until the season finale. But we got some Young Justice news from Comic Con as well that I'm excited to talk about. But Chibi, we got a lot to get going. Whenever you're ready, brother, I'm ready. Yeah, there's too much to get to for us to keep chatting away. So I'm ready. Let's go. All right, so we're going to kick things off with the Marvel slate. We're going to talk about everything here. So I thought, uh, what, how should we do this? Should we go in 
order? Should we do movies, TV? Uh, let's do. Let's. Uh, I, I guess we can go in order of the uh, of how of how the images of the slate. Okay. Uh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's just go in order because that makes the most sense, and then and and we'll talk about. I, but that means we're talking about the best for last. But that, that's cool. Fuck it. Whatever. Well, I think that's the best way to do it because that's what we're most excited for. And because it's really the all right, yeah, it makes all sense. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So, the oh, go ahead, Shoops. Okay, well, first we're gonna start with Black Widow. Um, so the first movie we're gonna get in this new phase for Marvel is gonna be a movie about a character that's already dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, not saying that I'm not excited for the Black Widow movie and a lot of it. As- aspects of the Black Widow movie because there are so many interesting interesting things to take out of this. We're going to have David Harbour playing uh, Russian Captain America pretty much and Lyndon's yep. really excited about the villain of the movie. Yeah, I'm really excited about Taskmaster. We got to see uh, Andy Pock release the images for those not at Comic-Con because at Comic-Con they got to see footage because they've been filming for I believe 30 days, 35 days and they showed some footage of it. They got to show, see the fight, uh, a little bit of the fight between Taskmaster and Black Widow. So that's dope. He has a shield. I, they're pretty much making him, I'm guessing, evil Captain America, if we have Russian Captain America in this as well. So I, I, that's the kind of vibes I'm getting from him with the shield, because Taskmaster usually has a shield, but he has a sword as well. I don't know if this version will. He might have guns and be more hand-to-hand. We'll see about that. But he's pretty much Marvel's Deathstroke. So Black Widow is going to be a dope spy movie. We heard that Budapest is going to be in this movie. It's going to be a dope action movie for 2020, but it's just like, okay, that's cool, but that doesn't get us to the next step. I, well, at, le- at least I believe it doesn't. Well, the way that I would speculate this is because we're she's going to really explain her past and explore that aspect that was never really on screen for, for her. I'm thinking that something here, maybe with Taskmaster, spark, sparks a something that's going to be carried through in the next few things. Like maybe Taskmaster kind of becomes a larger villain in the scheme of things. Or, I mean, shit, he could be in Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, he could be in Falcon Winter Soldier. Or we've off air, we were speculating some things where I think Taskmaster could come play into all of that. Um, so, But we'll get to that when we get deeper into the slate. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that there could be a way to use the pa- going back to the past to explain in the future, kind of similar to what they did with Captain Marvel, where yeah, okay, Captain okay. Marvel introduced the Scrolls, which is end up ending up playing another role now in the universe. So and maybe that's probably keep playing a role. Exactly. So you know, maybe by Black Widow introducing the whole Russian whatever this is going to be, and Taskmaster, and even David Harbour's character, maybe that's going to have something to do in the future of the Marvel universe. Also, I, I can't lie. I didn't want to say this because it's still speculation, and they definitely didn't confirm this. I'm, I'm sure if this is true, they're holding it tight to their chest. But there's rumor that they're going to introduce the Black Widow's replacement in this movie. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that'd be another important purpose for this. Like, maybe there is someone in Black Widow's past that could take over the mantle. I think, I think that might be the case. Yeah. Okay. But ne- what we got next, this is what, th- to me, out of all this stuff that we're about to talk about, except maybe, oh, I forgot about one later on. Okay. Th- this one is probably my favorite, at least one of my favorites. For sure. Yeah. This is definitely one that we're all excited about. We talked about it a lot on the podcast. It's the Falcon Winter Soldier, and that's going to be coming out fall of 2012 on the Disney Plus streaming service. 
2020. 2020. 2020. I'm sorry. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. But no, man, this is the one that I'm hyped for. Falcon said he's he's putting on the suit and, and not the Falcon suit, the Captain America suit that he's about to get, which is going to be lit. Winter Soldier is going to be exploring who he is as a, a in a post era. Yeah, as a hero in a post Steve Rogers era, who is Bucky Barnes himself. And that's going to be dope, man. We're going to get all that dope stuff in Baron Zemo's back and he has the mask this time. So, ooh, I can't wait for this. And I, I think this takes place after, uh, no, it, I can't think it takes place because it does take place. It takes place after Endgame. So we have our first new era of post-Infinity Saga. Yeah, I think that's, I think this is kind of going to be an exciting thing because a lot of people are anticipating seeing Falcon be the new Captain America. And I think that both of these characters are really kind of in, in support of one another at the moment and in, in the past in the past well not passing but with steve rogers being out of the picture now so i think this is kind of one of the more important little parts of this new slate because i think this is going to set up to where we would get in a phase five because if anything we want to see some of our favorites back in an avengers movie whether it be the, the new captain america but we'd want to see a bucky we want to see a black widow if that's what they're setting up so I think this is kind of crucial to where Marvel is right now, and it's interesting that they're going to move to the streaming service to kind of tell that story. But it kind of makes sense because, like, I, I said this when Anthony Mackie got the mantle, and I know fans might have been, like, upset or whatever, but he's he's not as big of a draw as uh, as Chris Evans. He's more of, of a support, but now that he's taking the, the lead, it, it's why not start him off on the streaming service and and that's no shot to him because Jeremy Renner's on the streaming service. But why not? It's just his character bef- to fill in the Captain America shoes, start him off on the streaming service, and then let his character blossom and then put him in the Avengers and let him lead. But I think it's interesting that the new era of Marvel kind of started how the first era it did in the sense of it mirrors it in a, in a way of Spider-Man's the first post-Endgame, uh, and we see that mirror Tony and the effect of not having Tony. We Black Widow's kind of the... The, the Hulk of the, like, the, the, the new, like, oh, what's, how does this fit in? We don't know. But then we have Cap, uh, Falcon. We're going to see how the effects of Captain America not being in the world affects the MCU. Yeah, and I think um, with, uh, with bringing this in, too, I think it's interesting that they're going to stay with some of the major players in the streaming realm because that kind of opens up, I guess, more publicity for some of the movies that i guess are smaller known properties which we're going to get into after this yeah and it, and it just allows for disney plus to boom and it's like this is not necessary this isn't like any other i guess quote unquote superhero tv show we've seen in the past because this has movie characters in it and this is using like Daniel Brühl is coming back. Like, we have Anthony Mackie. We have Sebastian Stan. This is big, big, big stuff. And Kevin Feige said it's going to feel like the movies. So this, yeah. is, this, is, this, is, no, this is no small feat. So. Yes, yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that because when we go into some of the HBO stuff later, I'm going to re-mention that with, like, bringing in movie actors into the TV realm. And it's a lot of going into the argument of, is TV the better way to get your stories across or is movies yeah. the better way to get your stories across? And that's such a great point because, honestly, seeing most of the TV stuff that's come out excited me more than the movie stuff that's come out. And it's like all these TV shows that we're going to talk about on this on this show have upped the game. And 
I know sure. people said the golden era of TV, the sitcoms and stuff. Well, I think we're in a revitalized era of television to where it's like, TV's bigger than it's ever been, and movie. I mean, Meryl Streep is in is exactly, on TV. Exactly, bro. Like, when would Meryl Streep have done television before now? Like, never. Like, these movie actors are doing TV, and, and TV's telling such grand scape stories, and you can pay that. You can pay that, and thanks that to Breaking Bad, Mad Men, Game of Thrones, like this Lost. new e- huh? Lost, and you can even go back to The Sopranos and The Wire, but. It, it, we're in this new era of television and Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be a big bang for the Disney Plus streaming service. And my, fav- my favorite announcement maybe of, of, the, the, of Marvel's Comic-Con. So we're going to get to the first movie without a character we recognize. It's The Eternals. That's coming out November of 2020. Yep, and, November um, 2nd. There's definitely a lot of interesting actors and actresses attached to the project, but still a lot of unknown to non-Marvel fans about what this movie is actually going to be about. Lynn did the research for everybody here. I did the research to, because like, in my Marvel knowledge, the Eternals was, I, I was never into cosmic Marvel, so I had to do the research. We know, okay, so the Eternals are, for the Celestials that we met in the past, and the, and the Celestials that people have talked about in the MCU till now, they in in the past created an offset of human of humanity like during when humanity was first starting out they came to earth and they create they mutated humans and they created an offset this this could be and then once they created that offset some form of humanity mutated as well aside from the new created eternals so in the creation that the celestials did they made the eternals from humans and that came one offset mutants of quote-unquote x-men in the comics at least were the other offset then we had normal humans and then we had the eternals counterpart which is the let me what's the name of those things it's the uh it's the villain of the movie it's the deviants so the deviants it's basically these offset of humanity that went off and lived outside of earth because they couldn't live with the present-day earthlings because conflict arose and then they moved away into the galaxy and they faced with the evil versions of themselves, which is known as the Deviants. And basically, that's what the Eternals are in a nutshell. Yeah, so I mean, this is going to be some, sounds like big, grand movie, but, you know, not necessarily understanding how it ties all into the to the slate. Well, Thanos... So it's going to be... Thanos is, a, is an Eternal. Yeah, so I mean, are we going to go back in time again? Maybe, and I, and I think he is in this movie. I think this you have to go back in time to explain this because we've seen Thanos being eternal, I believe, in this movie. Ego, I believe. Uh, is Ego a celestial or is he an eternal? What is Peter Quill's dad? He, they said it. You said he was a celestial. Oh, he's a celestial. Okay, so they have to, they can explain going back to explain the future. I think this will be flashback and then present day. I think you have to do a little bit of both because... Thanos is an eternal deviant mix, like he's half deviant, half uh, eternal. His brother is an eternal part of the group, Star Fox. I believe Richard Madden is playing the leader of the group, uh, Chorus. Um, uh, which, what's her name? Uh, Angelina Jolie's playing Thena, and uh, Brian Tyree Henry is playing Faithros or, or Fate. Uh, I'm, I'm pulling up all this stuff, but yeah, we have who all these guys are playing as the Eternals, and Star Fox is in the movie. So if Star Fox is in the movie, they kind of have to explain 
a little bit of the Thanos stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Eternals, I think, is probably going to be... Mm, uh, I wouldn't say that, actually. But I think Eternals is probably its most its own thing. Yeah, it's the, it's the Guardians of the New Era. Sure. Yeah, that's a good and, way to put it. And even more Guardians than Guardians was. Yeah. This, yeah. this is like Jack Kirby, Fourth World. Like, this is like... Well, not, not Fourth World, because that's obviously DC. But it's like that era, Cosmic Marvel... That like it's a it's what New Gods is for Marvel like it's that level of like what the hell like and Richard Madden's playing the lead Akaris who's the leader you have Angelina Jolie playing Thana you have Lauren Riddleoff playing Makari uh, Selma Hayek playing Ajax uh, Mao Dong Siok playing the Forgotten One Brian Tyree Henry playing Athos and Liam McHugh playing Sprite we don't know who's playing uh what's his name uh playing Star Fox yet who is um. Thanos' brother, but this is, the, like Schubert said, the most out there independent story that we've seen. It's going to be interesting to see how this ties in. We know it has Thanos' ties, but how does how does this play into Marvel going forward? Yeah, and I think um, we have, going into our next film too, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yep. Uh where Eternals is more of that cosmic Marvel, we're going to take things more back to reality in Shang-Chi, but it still is very separate from what's going on in the ultimate scheme of the MCU. But Or maybe it won't be. We'll figure that out, too. But I think Shang-Chi is going to be a really interesting introduction to what Marvel's doing to start the 2021 year that has a bunch of stuff coming out. Yes, and look, Shang-Chi could potentially tie to Doctor Strange later down the line. Shang-Chi, because of the villain of Shang-Chi, we're getting the real Mandarin, yes. And it's said that in the movie that this Mandarin will be upset by the fake Mandarin from Iron Man 3, so he's going to be doing some damage to the world, and Shang-Chi has to stop him. So this is going to be super dope, and that's how we get some ties back to the past. And But how it, how it pertains to the future, I have speculation, but I'm going to save that for later on in the show because that requires talking about the last thing they announced. But I'll save that sure. speculation for how all this ties together with Shang-Chi a little later. But I think we're going to get the martial arts Marvel movie. I'm excited for this. The uh, the actor that's playing Shang-Chi is Simi uh, Smu Liu. And he's he. we're going to see what he can do. Unknown actor getting his Did start. Did we find out a director for that? Uh, I think we've known the director for a minute now. Let's see. We because do. because I definitely want someone who's got a background in more of like a movie that we're thinking of a martial arts style movie because it's Destin Daniel Cretton. Destin Daniel Cretton, okay. Yeah, I'll tell you what he's done in filmography terms. He's done not really uh, anything not martial yet, artsy. Not a lot of martial arts stuff. He did Glass Castle with Brie Larson, so that's yeah. like the the major thing he's done, but. We'll see what he does, but we have Tony Leung playing the Mandarin. That's going to be big. So I mean, Shang Chi, even though it's we don't know where it falls in Marvel, even though I do have my or much my to what expect or much to expect. I'm still least. excited for it. Like it's high on my excitement level. Whereas Eternals, for at least you and me, I'm not excited about that. That that's they're going to have to show me to prove type thing. Shang Chi, I can kind of get along with it without knowing knowing a lot. Well, yeah, I agree with that, and I think it's, you know, Eternals is going to show us its own thing, but 
I feel like the really first movie coming into the slate is Shang-Chi. Because yeah. I feel like we're going to be taken away from what's going on with Black Widow. Like, Spider-Man really just brought us back into the world. And the ending Spider-Man may us more want to know about what's going on in that world. So now we're going to get taken back in time. Now we're going to get taken back in, into space. You know, this is the first time we're actually going to be back on Earth worrying about Earth things. We're, we're going to be Mandarin, right. which is going to be better. But uh, So I just, I don't know. I'm interested to see how... Shang-Chi comes together. I think it's the first real introduction to a singular superhero we're getting, which is going to be fun. No, I'm with you on that 100%. What we got yeah. next up? Next is probably our least anticipated of <laughs> everything is WandaVision. Yo, and he said this is the most unlike anything they've ever done, Kevin Feige. So, and if it's like what we've been hearing, this 50s-esque, 50s-inspired sit like like old I love Lucy type. Oh my god! I, like what ifs? What ifs? <laughs> but this is the I will give them this because people are excited for this. Marie Rambeau will be introduced in this movie, and she play she is the hero known as the Spectrum. That's the little girl from Captain Marvel. Oh really? Yeah, when she grows up, she plays the Spectrum, and that's it's not the she she's gonna be grown up, of course, because of how time has moved, but and how time has progressed. And I thought this is interesting. It's this takes place after Endgame as well. WandaVision does. Yeah, yes, it does. Oh, so okay. So Vision might be coming. Vision, well, not might be. Vision will be back. We just don't know how. At least in some way. In yeah, in some way. Yeah. So okay, maybe this might be more Wanda than Vision. Might be, but uh, yeah. I, but um. What, what what was I gonna say? But Wanda Wanda has more to do in the next story. Yeah, and let's just go ahead and jump to that because I don't really have too much to talk about with WandaVision. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Ooh, the first Marvel horror film. Apparently. It's, to me, it sounds a little bit cheesy. <laughs> people love the title, man. Some, a lot of people on Twitter were like, ooh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> it sounds to me it's like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of it's Madness. madness. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> I think the, the, a lot of people are more excited just to see the word multiverse. Mm-hmm. And I know people are expecting like, ooh, we can maybe see a world of Miles Morales. We can maybe see all these other things of the the ex of the Marvel multiverse. But with the villain being Nightmare, if anybody knows about Nightmare, he runs the Dream Multiverse kind of area. And I don't know how much of other worlds we're gonna see of like how they want to see a Miles Morales. I don't know if we're going to see that in this. I think this is going to be more so him in this nightmare, in this nightmare verse dealing with that. And, and, so we, since, and, and since it's going to be a horror movie and the villain's nightmare, I mean, that, that, that's what I feel we're going to get from that. Like, of course, we're going to get some multiverse stuff, but I don't think it's going to be as big as people on Twitter were expecting. Well, I mean, what I'm ex expecting out of a horror movie, because, I mean, this is... Benedict Cumberbatch in a Disney MCU movie as a quote-unquote horror movie. I'm more expecting just like goofy jump scares than anything else. I can't really imagine it getting too in-depth and scary. Um, but I do see where it's coming from with Nightmare. And isn't Wanda supposed to be in this as well? Yes, Wanda's going to be in that. And it, it's going to be the first connection to the streaming service. Yeah, so this, okay, cool. And, and, and this makes me excited because it shows... Unlike with the Netflix stuff of old, which doesn't matter anymore, it's officially everything in the streaming service will tie back to the movies. 
and it also gives you maybe a thought that uh, we're going to see some of your favorites come in to those some of those mo- uh, TV sh- shows as like mm-hmm. you know guest stars and stuff like that, especially with uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Yep, I'm with you on that. Like we could probably see. I wouldn't be surprised if Nick Fury was in Falcon Winter Soldier. I wouldn't be surprised if Nick Fury was in all of them. Yeah, especially some like Nick Fury's gonna be in a, in, a, in, a, in a couple of these. For sure. So, uh, do you want to go ahead and move on to the next one? Yeah, because the next one we it's not what we reported. What Loki? Yeah, it's we we have been talking about this for months about it's being young Loki. Uh, Tom Hiddleston's just narrating. No, this movie takes place, and we're gonna see what Loki did. When he took the infinity, this when he took the cube. Yeah. Okay. So that's where. So we're gonna get that story because now Loki is reintroduced into the universe because he's not dead because he stole the stone. Or whatever. Well, he's 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 not dead. He's not dead in that 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 era or that universe. But in the main universe, he's still dead. But he can come. He'll probably find a way to get into the main universe now. Maybe, and it's and we're gonna, and Tom especially Hiddleston, since we've already been introduced now to multiverses from Doctor Strange. True, true. You got a point. So this is this is interesting. It's not going to be a, a look at Loki in the past. Well, as a child, it's going it's to be Tom Hiddleston taking form once again as the god of mischief. And because this is what we're saying in a different multiverse, that it gives us the opportunity for old multiverse things to come back into it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think this would probably be more cosmic than anything else, huh? Yeah, um, at least in the realms of As, like I don't think it'll be on Earth at all. Sure. Yeah, I think it'd be more on Asgard and other places. Yeah, and we might yeah. go to other planets and do other things. Sure. So, um, but yeah, that's that's Loki, and it's a lot different than we thought it was going to be. And the next thing coming in the summer is What If, and that's where the only thing I think could almost stem off of Doctor Strange, like maybe because there's going to be multiple scenarios in this What If. It's not like a coherent episode series right well this is from what i gather it is straight up the what if story it's going to be what ifs and it's going to be yeah but animated. each episode's a different one if right yeah and like yeah. it's going to be for example what if tony stark didn't find didn't start the avengers what if spider like those types of what ifs it's like it's almost marvel's uh answer to dc's elseworlds yeah so I'm excited for this on the streaming service, a, a, a Marvel animated feature that's going to have the voice actings of the MCU and not an animated feature that revolves around the comics, but an animated feature, uh, animated show that revolves around the actual MCU timeline. And it's uh, a slate to be able, it's a blank slate to be able to just create the most outlander stories that you possibly can with the characters that you love, which is going to be fun. And then the the main character of it, who's going to probably be in every episode, is the Watcher, who is watching these different events and these different timelines and different uh, universes take place. And that's played by Jeffrey Wright. So Jeffrey cool. Wright's now in the MCU. As the Watcher. As the Watcher. Uh, so the next mo- thing coming out on the Disney Plus is another series, and it's Hawkeye, which coming we now know will have Kate Bishop. Yep, fall 2021. Look, I mean, when you see the logo... That is Mac Fraction's Hawkeye, and I'm gonna uh, just quote my guy that I, he's he's a really good uh, comic dude, and he has a he runs his own YouTube channel, Cape Joel, because he said this, and I'm not gonna I'm I'm not his tweet stealer, so and I want to give him his props. 
He said that if you're going to do a Hawkeye series and you don't do Matt Fraction's legendary, iconic run, what are you doing? And I agree with him. The logo is from Matt Fraction. Kate Bishop, that is the Hawkeye story. If you're going to do any, you're going to tell Matt Fraction's run of Hawkeye. I don't know much about that, but I assume that that you're right there. Uh, All I really know is that we are getting Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, he's, got, he's gonna be Ronan in this. Yeah, he's gonna be Ronan, and we will get Kate Bishop. So, it's yep, it's gonna be about how facts I know. he's he's not the Hawkeye mantle, and this girl Kate Bishop who loved him as Hawkeye. Oh, I don't know if they're gonna how they're gonna do that because Hawkeye. Well, I guess he was in the public during all the Avengers stuff. Well, sure. in in the comics, she loved the idea of Hawkeye and who he was as a hero, and seeing him not as Hawkeye really hurt her. And she was like, "I'm gonna take up the mantle," and she finds him. And then, like, they go through this adventure together. Yeah, I think that's going to be fun. But we Yeah. We got but, a long uh, way guess, to that. Yeah, we got a long way to that one. We got to, got to wade through a lot of waters before we get to that. And then yeah. the last, the last uh, thing announced in this Phase 4 slate is Thor, Love, and Thunder. Wow! That, doesn't that, that logo just give you the, wow, like, 80s rock, like, let's go, metal. Yeah, it makes it makes me uh, imagine like the immigrant song by Led Zeppelin, like ah, just like in that Ragnarok. Yeah. Okay, um, so let, let's talk about this. All right. Well, first let's mention the director, Taika Waititi, coming back after how much he pretty much revitalized the Thor franchise that we thought was just about dead. And this uh, holds Akira for Warner Brothers. Yeah, that's big. That's a big bummer. Big bummer. Yep. Uh, but. I, I am excited for a Thor movie, and at least he still wants to do the Kira project. Hopefully nothing changes. Yep, and Chris Hemsworth came out on stage. Valkyrie came out on stage. And, and then... Then, of course, Jane Foster. And everybody's like, wait, why is Jane Foster out on stage? We're getting female Thor, the goddess of thunder. Yeah, Jane. <laughs> Stuart, why can't people say female Thor? Because it just sounds ridiculous. It's like, oh, yeah, female Thor. Like, well, <laughs> she's Jane. She's Jane Foster, female Thor, the goddess of thunder. Yeah, which is going to be crazy. Um, I don't but know if Natalie Portman, based on her reactions, even was uh, realizing this was going to be the case that she signed on for way back No, when. because people thought it was done for. Like, she came out and said she wasn't going to do this shit Like, anymore. she wasn't even in Endgame, which... She... They use old footage. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, we didn't know she was coming back. Feige said, hold on, I got something for your ass. <laughs> You're back, girl. You're, You're back. Contract. Hold this hammer. <laughs> Be happy. Shit. We're, we're giving you some boost to your career because Vox Locks didn't do shit. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's almost like Natalie Portman went off and did some other things that was like... Ooh, <laughs> maybe I should be female Thor. All I gotta say is, girl needs to hit the gym because you know female Thor has got to be pumping some iron. And you know, Natalie Portman does not look like she's like a body. You know, gonna be. Le- she looks like she could is is not gonna be able to swing that hammer very hard. I'm so I'm, I'm interested to see how they take from the Jason Aaron run because this is from Jason Aaron's run on Thor. And a legendary run again from this, and his female Thor, I believe, is an Eisner winner. So, and and if you know some of the stuff that happens with female Thor, some people may be sad at the end of this because I don't know how long she's going to be sticking around. But 
she also she does come back though in the in the run a little later. So it's gonna be interesting to see which parts of the run they use because Marvel doesn't necessarily go off of things exactly from the comics. So what parts of the comics are they gonna take from female Thor and which parts are they not? It's gonna be interesting to see do we get Beta Ray Bill? How much does this Thor world expand? Cause in Jason Aaron's run with female Thor right now, there's King Old Thor and then there's there's young Thor. So there's a lot of crazy shit going on that we can maybe get in the movies how, later down the line. And how much Chris Hemsworth Thor are we going to get? Exactly. As, like how As much we know, he was movie? out going with the Guardians, and we're not going to get the Guardians until after this. So yep. how are they going to explain that? Is it another situation of being a little bit back or, back in time? I don't think so. It's probably going to be yeah, way, I don't more, think so either. way more in the present. But is this going to be more Natalie Portman, Tessa Thompson, and less Chris Hemsworth? Might be, and that's kind of what we were talking about off air. Is this her trying to find Chris Hemsworth? Is like, what is what's going on? How much is he in this? And I'm with you on that. Will this be more? Or is it because Chris Hemsworth is out and not defending that, that Jane the is the one? Who... Ooh. And then yeah. he comes back at the end to help. Well, people are going to be pissed if that happens. He comes back at the end to just help her. <laughs> or maybe he, it'd probably be funnier if he comes back at the end to help and then it's all done. Yeah, that would be, that'd be a lot funnier. And so, then he like t- somehow t- pretends to take credit for it. Some like you know some 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 Thor yeah. shit. Some some, some gonna, Thor shit. It's gonna be interesting to see how much of like you said Chris Hemsworth in this movie. This is one that I'm excited for, of course, because Taika's back and we get the announcement of female Thor. But I'd say as, it's the one I'm the most confident will succeed. Yeah. Uh, are, are you counting Falcon and Winter Soldier in this? Are you counting the TV? I'm, shows I'm talking about the movies. Oh, just movie. Oh, well then, yeah. I'm one. Uh, I'm 100 percent with you on that i think this is i would rank in ways of succeeding i'd rank it thor one black widow two doctor strange three eternals four. Oh, oh, Sh- oh, strange Sh- oh well no thor thor one shang chi two black widow uh three doctor strange four eternals five that, i forgot shang chi was in there yeah yeah because i think uh, that's gonna be a success uh, no matter what yeah, I think Shang Chi is going to be a success. Yeah, I think Shang Chi and Thor probably. Well, the only reason I'm saying Thor is because I'm just saying like from the actors in the movie to who's putting it on. Oh yeah, to, no, like you. where it's going to sit in the world. Like that's the one I feel the most solid about. Yeah, like, no, I don't have you. any questions. Like uh, I'm yep. like, do you? You got it. That's, yep. Nope. I'm with but you. But but I do. But I, there are questions I can mount for every other one. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I think I'd rank the. If we're going to rank the uh, streaming service, I'd rank Falcon Winter Soldier 1, Hawkeye 2, Loki 3, WandaVision 4. Oh, and what if what if is before Loki? So. Oh, really? Yeah, I, got, I, go, I go Falcon Winter Soldier 1, Hawkeye 2, what if 3, Loki 4, WandaVision 5. I'd put Loki higher just because of the star power that's into it with Tom Hiddleston and just the fact that it's not something that is going to... That I feel like it could play in. Where what if we know it doesn't play into anything? True, 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 true. So, but I'm, okay. I'm just, a, I'm just a sucker for animated films. For sure. Um, which there the, uh, which, uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Gosh, yeah. there's so much to get to. Ugh. Yeah, there's a lot. All and right, so we, we do have one final. phase five movie, and it's a pretty exciting one, huh? Yeah, man. This is look. This movie. I, I made a tweet about this. I was like, when they announced this movie, I was like, uh-oh, 
Well, Black Panther might need to move on the side because this might be my African-American Marvel hero. We're talking about Blade. That is Liddy. He's back. Blade is back. Sorry, Wesley. It's Mahershala Ali. Holy shit. Uh, and look, me and Schubert, when we break this down, yes, we're going to have some, some, some gripes. But off rip, the idea of a Mahershala Ali Blade movie is insane to me. Like, the idea the of a Blade Oscar movie winner. in general, just coming in, it's like, when I first saw that on Twitter, I was like, uh, what? Blade? Let's in, go. In the MCU. Yeah. Which is where I have a lot of my questions come. But Yeah, me too. And look, I told Shuby <laughs> off air, my first thing, because we were like, Mahershala's kind of old. I would have liked John Boyega. Yeah. But we're going to see how this goes, because... This is this ties into my prediction of what's coming later down the line. I'm predicting we get Marvel Knights. I came up with this theory with a little bit of Nola Pell's Reddit Child Talk guy because he was saying, because we have Blade, we should just get Moon Knight. And I'm saying, well, shit, this could be our first team up because they said they want to do other teams that aren't the, Aviz- uh, that, that aren't the Avengers. This is a team you can do. Not only do you have Blade, you have Shang-Chi, who's in the Marvel Knights, this this is not coming until after 2021. It's going to be in a 2022 universe. And what happens in 2022? They get back their Netflix properties. Who else is in the Marvel Knights? Uh, Punisher. Daredevil. And then we could get the guy that a lot of Twitter is excited for, Moon Knight. I think we're going to get the Marvel Knights very soon, either on the streaming service or in a movie. And I think Blade and Shang-Chi's are the key to getting that. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's probably the way that this is going to lean to because it, it makes sense for them more to be together than for them to be with, like, the Avengers. Doctor Strange and yeah. Thor and all that. So that's it definitely kind of gives you that and also gives you a team to build towards because I don't know how we're building this new Avengers. Yeah, so and, th- and, and the new Avengers are young kids, with the Kate Bishop yeah. there. So we're gonna, I think we're going to get that, but I think we're not going to get that for a while. Sure, there's going to be a lot of build up to that. This is kind of the team before that team. And I, look, I'm going to make a prediction because I think WandaVision actually does play into this. If Wanda and Vi- if they have a kid, well, yeah, well, who, who, who's the dad of that kid? I don't know who the dad is. It might be Vision. Either way, I think, I think either way they're going to give it to us this way. If Wanda and Vision have a kid in that movie, then we're getting new Avengers 100% because the kid of that is Wiccan, the, one of the main leaders of the new Avengers with. Kate Bishop. Oh, I'm sure that's happening. Like, I'm uh, calling that right let's now. Get, let's get back to Blade, and then after all of my elation, let's get back to the thoughts that I was having last night. Okay, go First ahead. thought. Mahershala Ali, like you said, and we've said before, is that I just don't know, based on his age, of what kind of Blade we're getting here. Obviously, it seems like we're going to get an older, rugged, been-through-it Blade, which I'd rather in a new kind of iteration of this we get a newer fresher face that's just me i don't really i'm not going to judge too much on casting because murray charlie's great and i'm sure he's gonna do an awesome job yeah for sure uh the next thing is the really interesting thing granted the graphics and all that were terrible and the special effects and all that but blade was pretty gory yeah and I don't think that a Disney movie is going to do Blade the gory justice it deserves. I, I'll concede that point to you because I think this is going to be because it was in a time where when Blade was made, they gave a lot of they gave Guillermo del Toro kind of like the idea, 
And it was like, you make the vision you want to make. And it was like, we're not going to tie too much to the comics. Whereas this is an MCU blade. Oh, we're getting Marvel blade. Like, we're not getting, we're getting like the, the, the blade from the comics. Yeah. So. We're, not get, we're not getting any remnants of that old movie blade. No. This is going to be comic blade. If you watch the cartoon Avengers or you watch cartoon Spider-Man and you see blade come in, that's the, that's, I think that's the blade we're getting. Which is a interesting blade because he still is kind of how Wesley did it, but he's not, it's not going to be as gory, I don't think. Yeah. And it's not yeah. going to be as vulgar, I don't think either. Yeah, probably not. Not um, as many motherfuckers. <laughs> like, and the one, I, and I the one thing that, that I'm upset about that really has nothing to do with Blade is that what the Jared Leto, uh, was it Morbius? Yeah. Oh, man. Morbius, damn. That's a loss. That's what I'm saying. Because we could have had the Spider-Man Blade joint team up against Morbius, which is one of my favorite all-time Spider-Man episodes. Morbius ties into Marvel Knights, too. Yeah. And Doctor Strange. So, shit. That would have been lit. Yeah, it's a big loss, man. It is. It is. But I I think we'll see Mephisto, Marvel's devil. I'm trying to think of who's going to be this new big villain i'm thinking it's i have four predictions in terms of that like what what saga is going to be next because we have the infinity saga if we get this marvel knights thing i'm thinking mephisto the the the, um the the devil of the mcu that'll tie in dr strange that'll tie in all that stuff it'll be very magic-y and that'll be the marvel knights i guess big event but well, yeah, and I was what, also thinking that you well, you would you would carry in some of the villains from some of the past movies that we've seen. That's where I thought that Taskmaster might be able to come back into the mix. That's my fight, second prediction. Yeah, you get, fight the knights instead of you know fighting bigger Avengers. Well, no, my second my my second thing is not that not fighting the knights. No, you get Taskmaster. You get Daniel Brule. Uh, uh, with uh, what's his name? Uh, Baron Zemo. You get all the villains of the, maybe the Mandarin. You get all these villains that have been appearing in these shows so far, and you make the the Masterhood of Evil, the Legion of Doom counterpart to the to the Avengers or to whatever this new team's gonna be. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think that it's important that they're gonna do that Taskmaster thing. That's where I think Black Widow comes in and it has some importance to the world. That'll introduce us to Taskmaster and maybe this new person who's gonna take up that Black Widow mantle. Yeah, and then so. My next prediction ties into another thing that Feige mentioned with Blade. We didn't talk about it because he, there's, it's in development and it's not, there's no casting, there's no story, they're just developing it. Fantastic Four. And once the Fantastic Four comes in, you get two villains that could be easily be the, uh, the antagonist for a saga. You get Doctor Doom, who is a, you would get the first villain that's a, a Earth-based threat, that's a, a super threat, that could be a saga, or you get the main man who eats planets, and he and he has a he has its herald, the Silver Surfer. I'm talking about Galactus. Yeah. So I think they're leading to to some of either one of those three or four things because sure, the X Men. Yeah. I think the X Men are too far down the line for us to 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 speculate how they tie in. I do think with that Eternal stuff, that could be maybe how they explain mutation on Earth. I do think that, but okay. I I don't know how these how the mutants because Feige wasn't calling them the X Men over Comic Con he was calling them mutants how they tie in. Well, maybe that's kind of how they want to 
and address them first until they figure out what they want to do with the whole X-Men stuff. But yeah, I think Fantastic Four is definitely the thing closest to coming in, not necessarily because we need the heroes, but more because we need Doctor Doom. Yeah, and we need Galactus. I think we need both yeah. of them. So, and, uh, and but, but, you, you realize that Blade's the... I think Blade's going to be the beginning of Phase 5 because I think yeah, Fantastic yeah, Four is going to be the next thing after Blade. Well, and that comes into some of the other things that I want to talk about regarding Phase 5. Some of the people that we know and love that we missed. We, mm. don't, know, we don't know when Spider-Man 3 is going to be, which we Black I Panther assume 2. Is, don't know when Black Panther 2 is going to be. That And he said that's going to be in the Phase 5 range. Uh, yeah, so I'm thinking that we... Especially in the case of Tom Holland, I think we need to get that sooner than later. Like, that needs to be a 2022 movie. Like, that has to come. Yeah, we you're right. We can't wait. We can't wait on that too long. You're right, but that also goes back back to what what, what Sony want to do. Well, we won't be able to get that situated in time unless we just go ahead and give a, do the last movie in this deal. Yeah, you're right. They got to do the last movie. So yeah, that that is true. They should get that done sooner than later. That's what I'm saying. So that we can figure out what we're doing with Spider Man, because that has a lot of what's going on here, especially if we're pulling him back into Sony. Because then that gives us a whole plethora of ideas of what we can do with Spider-Man. But Yeah, true. But, yeah, so we don't know what's going on with Spider-Man. We don't know what's going on with Black Panther. Is there any other character that we don't really know? What Guardians the, 3. Yeah, Guardians 3, exactly. So, that's, I mean, that's Phase 5. And with the, the, the way that Chris Pratt's going through Hollywood right now, I'm hoping that he's still going to be around to do it. Yeah, and then, and then you have also Captain Marvel 2. Yeah, Captain Marvel 2. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. There's just a lot of characters that we still don't know. And we're there. We're introducing characters like Blade when we still haven't figured out what's going on with those guys. So it just depends and on... also, you got you to gotta mention, because Phase 5, I think 100% will incorporate this. And I think this is why they're waiting with Spider-Man. We're getting Daredevil, Punisher. There's no way Feige's not using those pieces because sure. they, con they connect way more... With this, with this new look of Marvel than they've ever did. Yeah, definitely. When, when we're adding Chang Chi and Blade, yeah. Yeah, like that. They connect to not only those two, but Spider Man. You can then connect them to Fantastic Four as well as Doctor Strange. Like those and Doctor Strange, yeah. And Doctor, yeah. Those pieces are very important going forward. Sure. Yeah, I think it's good to have some grounded Earth heroes as well. When we're especially since we're going to explore a lot of cosmic too. I could see a New York saga, man. Like you, sure. could, I could really, really see a Earth New York saga coming. Yeah, and I think that's gonna really revolve some worlds together. Like I know that Fisk is gonna have to jump into this universe because oh, man. of Daredevil slash Spider Man slash Punisher. I mean, even so, but but will they have the rights to that with Sony? That's just, there's a lot of questions with that, and maybe that's why it's getting pushed along so far back because. We don't know what we're going to be able to pull out of Sony. Yeah, and imagine if they're, if they're able to wait for Wilson Fisk. Like, imagine how much that makes Spider-Man even better. How much that, like, you, like, oh, it just does so much. They have to wait. Like, I, I get why Spider-Man's not coming out anytime soon. The, the one that I was the most surprised not to see in, on the slate was Black Panther. I was surprised about that, too, but hearing about, um, hearing about that they're thinking about doing Kraven... In in Spider-Man three and making him come from Wakanda, 
I understand. I, I I could see that being closely related too. So it's just a lot of things revolving Spider Man that have ended up pushing some things back. Yeah, uh, man. And besides I, I the James we, Gunn pushing back Guardians, we were we were right about when we predicted what the Marvel slate would be. We were right about damn near everything except not Blade. having Black Pan- not having Black Panther here in Blade. Yeah, yeah. Because we thought we thought Black Panther two was gonna be that uh, what date? Because we thought it was gonna be the Shang Chi. Yeah, we thought it was gonna be Shang Chi's date. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I no, we thought it was gonna be the the Doctor Strange date. Because we thought Doctor Strange was going to be the Thor date. Is that February? Yeah. No, okay. no. Thor is November, and, and uh, Doctor Strange is May. I see, thought it was May. But I thought we were going to have Black Panther in February, like we did before. But see, I knew Shang-Chi couldn't be in May or November because it's such a new property. I thought it was going to get February, whereas I thought they were going to get, even though we had the Black History Month thing, I thought Black Panther has, had, had earned his right to be in summertime. That makes sense. Like that that's just why I thought but other than that we got the slate right. We knew Black Widow was coming first. We figured Eternals would be that November date. Shang-Chi February and we we were wrong about uh Black Panther not being in May. We, and we didn't know Thor was going to get another movie so soon. Yeah, exactly. And we didn't know that we were going to have a uh, female Thor. Jane yeah, Thor. we we did not know that either. That So I mean, in terms of Marvel slate, I said this before. I didn't I don't think Marvel had. I, I won't, they obviously won Comic Con because they had all the announcement. But in terms of my favorite announcement, they don't have my favorite announcement. And is that a shame of me to say no? Because I just feel we've known about all of this for so long. Yeah, we get female Thor is something new, Blade something new. But a lot of the stuff that we're excited for for Marvel is in 2022, which we don't know about. Yeah, exactly. And I think kind of rounding out. Kind of finishing up the slate talk, uh, I think we're going to see a lot more stuff. Maybe some of the things that we've been talking about—not Black Panther necessarily, or Spider Man, or Guardians, I guess—but with some of the characters going forward, I think we might see more in Disney Plus than we would in the movies. Mm, and that's a possibility. Yeah, that's a big possibility. Yeah, especially because a lot of people have been like getting onto Marvel about fatigue that it's it's because it's more so than star wars like if you get one star wars movie a year sure people are gonna get fatigued but we've had three movies within four months yeah people are hot on this marvel fatigue and i know everybody was like oh they're dropping seven movies in 2021 no there's there had yeah. like four shows <laughs> in yeah. like in in three movies yeah when but, i saw that early on in the panel i was like what yeah i was like there's no way they're doing seven movies in 2021 y'all are tripping for sure uh, but but that's, that's all I got on the Marvel slate, Chibi. We spent yeah, enough time all, on it. Yeah, I've spent enough time on that. Uh, let's go to the trailers now. The first one was probably one of the most exciting ones, movie-wise. That was the It 2 trailer. Ooh, did you like it? I know you're not big on horror movies, but how'd you feel about well, it? Well, I'm not big on horror movies, but I did do like It. and I, Well, I did like the first It, and I've, you know, I've read the book, too. So I have kind of have a little bit of a investment in this. Yeah. And it's uh, it's it looks really good. I feel like it's really going to do justice to the story. It's really great to have some big big time actors in this now, which I think is really going to carry the weight. And it's going to be way more scary than it was with the kids, as it does in the book. It gets way more scarier for them as adults than it ever was when they were kids. 
Ooh, so that's what I'm excited for because I—that's something that I, that I remember you telling me about. And I'm—he's—he's—he's he's, he's back with a vengeance. Yep, I'm super stoked for this movie. Seeing James McAvoy, Bill Hader, uh, Jessica Chastain—I'm excited for this cast, and I can't wait for this movie. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, don't really need to go too far in depth, but go check out the Dia trailer. It's coming in later this year, so we're just a couple months away. Yep. Uh, be, next- isn't it Halloween? Time? Yeah, it's in October. It's around Halloween. Dope. Yeah. Uh, the next trailer is Hustlers, and that <laughs> stars Jennifer Lopez and Kiki Palmer. Cardi B. Cardi B, yeah. And it's some kind of, it's about strippers who want to make more money. That's and they, of, they, they do a heist. They just start hustling, yeah. And they, be, they, they do a big heist. So it's kind of like the female oceans, sort of, the oceans without it being called the, oceans. Yeah. Exactly, but they're in their strippers. Yeah, and they're strippers. I, I saw. Look, I'll say this: I saw a lot of the sex worker community upset at this trailer. Really? Yeah, man, they were upset because they felt that this didn't represent stripping culture to the right way. They thought it was going to be a different movie. They didn't expect the cliche of strippers robbing to get where they want to go. They felt that that just because they're they're strippers or sex workers, that doesn't define their identities. I saw a lot of that on the internet this past weekend. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really know what the cultural cultural response to this movie would be. It wasn't uh, it, from the sex worker culture. It wasn't too hot. That's interesting. So I don't know how people are going to perceive this. Uh, it's not really anything that's like making me too pumped up about. But it also yeah, like I'm not dying to see this. I'm not like if it was on Netflix, I'd watch it. Yeah, like my girlfriend was like, "Are you gonna go watch this with me?" I was like, "I mean, if if you want to watch it, I'll go." But like. This is not something I'm trying to pay money to. You know what I mean? Shoot me like this is something like we'll wait till it comes on on TV or something. Yeah, but I mean I know J J eh, Lo's got some pull, so. Um, J Lo's not. Can we? We need to have a conversation about J Lo as an actress. I know this isn't the show to do it where we where we dive deep <laughs> into to, uh, to how we feel about actors and actresses and talk about how good they are and get into all that. But J Lo's not the best of actresses, my brother. Uh, I'm not saying that she is. Oh, okay, okay. I'll, I'll give you that. She does. She has the same pull as an actress that we're going to be talking about later. Yeah, one I'm, of my I'm, one of my I'm more unpopular in. Latina opinions is that I'm not the biggest J Lo fan. Okay, cool. Because I'm with yeah. you on that. Like, I'm not the biggest J Lo fan either. I don't get the hype. No, uh, but she does have some pretty great music back in the day. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, she did. Some of those songs with Ja Rule and Murder Inc. were insane. Yeah, yeah. She was definitely a big time pop queen. Yeah, but let's I go on to the next trailer. Ad Astra had its second trailer come out. I felt like you were male. I, I, feel, I feel like we didn't talk about this at all, and I feel like you're so male on this. No, it's actually just because I didn't watch it most of the times we had the conversation. Uh, oh, okay. But I finally did get around to watching it, and now that I'm seeing more of the plot that's being driven, it makes me a little bit even more excited. Oh, okay, uh, cool. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be a cool movie. I don't really know if it's going to be like your big-time box office blockbuster film, but... You know, space carries a lot of weight, especially in the times that we're in right now, celebrating the 50th anniversary, the moon landing. And this so I think it's a, a good time realistic. to have a realistic space movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. This looks like the most realistic sci-fi that, like, you know what I mean? Not like gravity or anything like that, but in terms of, like, how interstellar was this sci-fi that took place in our Earth, but just a little bit farther along. I think this takes that interstellar thing and what? does it yeah. does another level. I think it takes, like, Interstellar, I think it does take a little bit of gravity based on the way I saw some of the scenes being put together. Um, But even 
gets a little bit horry slash thrillery based on the relationship between him and his dad and how he comes back from the dead somehow. So, I really yeah. liked a lot of those shots, man. Oh, I don't think he came yeah. back from dead. I don't think he ever died. Yeah, it was, but it's almost like he came back from the dead is what I'm saying. Like okay. I, I had air quotes, but no one can see those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, no, I, I'm really, I'm really excited for this movie because like, I like how it looks like it feels like one of those. It looks like how Denis Villeneuve did a rock. It looks like a rock. It really does look like a lot of these sci-fis. It has those right color palettes. It has the right shots, at least from the trailer, at least, where it's gonna, it looks like one of those, maybe not an Oscar contender, but like, it's a good movie for the year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, depending on some of the way that it was the production win, it could be up for some production Oscars. Yeah, true, 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 true. Just like Gravity was and all that. Yep. Um, the next trailer is Jay and Silent Bob, which was filmed a lot here in New Orleans. Bro, I love this trailer. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty interesting trailer. Like, I think I mean, I'm gonna like, I, like I think I was really ex- like, this is one of my favorite trailers of of the trailers from Comic Con. That's interesting. That's that's kind of hot take. No, uh, man, I really like this trailer. I'm really excited for this movie. Like, I thought it was hilarious, and like, B- Kevin Smith is finally. Like, I know he had Ben Affleck in his first movie, and I know he's had a <laughs> list of characters in his movies, but th- to me, this feels like the most star-studded... Like, we have Fred Amundsen in this. We have Justin Long. We got fucking the dude uh, the dude from The Office, uh, Stanley. Like, they have so many great actors. Not Stanley, no. Oh, my gosh, that's racist. It's not Stanley. It's, uh... What's his name? What, uh, what, what's... Dar- Darnell? Is it Darnell? Uh, you're talking about Craig Robinson? Yeah, we have Craig, Craig Robinson. Yeah. There's so many great comedic actors in this movie, and it just feels like it's going to be star-studded, and I'm with Kevin Smith on this one. Yeah, but, you know, it's just the way that those movies have always been set up and the way that they they are. I mean, it's just uh, it's, it's going to be goofy, man. It's not going to be anything that's like yeah, blockbuster good, comedy. No, just a good comedy. Sure. Yeah, it's gonna and yeah, I feel like they're gonna do a lot of Canadian style shots too. And if, I don't, I don't know how many Canadian shows that you watch. They have its own little sort of flair with them, and it's kind of very realism, but also uh, very satirical. Okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. Like I, I feel like it's gonna be just like it was before. I mean, it is a reboot, but just with a little bit more of an upgrade to the cast because they weren't as big as they were back then. And his daughter's going to be in it, too, as, like, the main role. Yeah, yeah, Harley Quinn, yeah. Yeah, so this is going to be tight. So, good for, good for uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Good for Kevin Smith. Sure, yeah. Uh, good for them, man. And I know they've been doing a lot of stuff outside of their own movie and stuff like that with comic books and all that. And I know, what is it, Kevin Smith's been a part of a few different little projects here and there. Knows a yeah, lot more than, he has his own knows podcast. A lot, knows a lot more than he puts on. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, so good, good on them, and let's go to the probably the worst trailer. Oh uh, yeah, cats. easily, easily the worst trailer that we're gonna talk about today. Yeah, like cats, this is trash. This, honestly, honestly, this is the only trailer I didn't like. What's really I know, funny? I, I know you disagree because you like, like you don't you don't like another one, but I think this is the only trailer that was trash in Comic Con. And why was Cats released during Comic Con? Or was it released yeah, the day why before? Was it? I mean, I felt like it got released with Lion King. Oh, okay. Because okay. I saw it for the first time when I saw Lion King on See, Thursday. See, I, I saw it. Did I see? No, I saw it earlier that day. Yeah, it came out I, that day. 
Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, then, yeah, this this was, like, before Comic-Con. Okay, for sure. This was, like, the day when, like, day one of Comic-Con. This is, like, oh, you want to go see big cats on the big screen? Well, what about these cats? Bro, that movie, it looked so cheesy. No, I did not know Taylor Swift was in this movie, and, like, I'm questioning that. Like, why is Taylor Swift in this movie? Bro, she's the, she's one of the cats. Yeah. She's not the, she's not the main cat. All right, well, whatever. No, the main know. cat's an unknown. It's the white cat. Yeah, yeah. That's not Taylor and Swift. Taylor Swift was the one with the catnip. She, I think I feel like Taylor Swift is. I know like which one, one the, she was. Okay, yeah. I feel like she's not important as much as like as uh, others. No, no. They just put a lot of people in here because I think feel like they wanted to be in Cats. Yeah, and they're just like a musical, and they're trying. Like I get Cats is a big musical, but like I, I just don't. I'm, this isn't for me. Let me just say that it's not. It just me. doesn't. I yeah, it's not for me, man. Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, it's just not. It's just not for us, man. Like, if you're a big fan of the Cats musical and you you, you want to go see this, then all power to you. But I'm gonna be seeing Star Wars for about the fourth time when this comes out. My thing is, I, I is our audience looking for cats? No, I don't think our audience <laughs> is looking for cats. I don't think our audience is looking for cats either. I feel like our audience is like, talk about all the other stuff. Get off cats. <laughs> yeah, I think if our audience is about any of these musicals coming up, it's probably West Side Story because that's actually yeah. cool. Yeah, that, yeah, and it's got Steven Spielberg attached to that. So true, 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 true. Uh, but yeah, so you go into your trailer group. All right, yeah, because we split this up. The next trailer is my most anticipated TV show for 2019. We finally are getting an idea of what this show is about, and boy, must I say, I'm excited. I don't know about you, Shuby, but this trailer did it for me. This might be my favorite oh, yeah. trailer of Comic-Con. It's tied with, like, a couple. Because, like, I was... I, I, one, one I'm going to say, Schubert might not say, but I was really excited with that. But this is arguably the best tra- trailer of Comic-Con. The Watchmen trailer. HBO's new series with Regina King, Jeremy Irons. I'm super stoked for this show. Uh, yeah, the one thing that we didn't put in our notes that I want to mention real quick is that the Westworld Season 3 trailer came out. Ooh, well, let's and, talk about that in a second. Oh well, there's not much well, to talk. Like, yeah, I was I wasn't gonna say much about it. I was like, I thought it was super interesting and it kind of really reignited my flame for wanting to watch that series. Uh, yeah, it just made me want to finish season two, which I'm exactly. gonna do very soon. Yeah. So. Uh, but let's get back to Watchmen. I thought that this really did a good job of kind of giving us an idea of what we're gonna get out of it uh, by introducing what Doctor Manhattan's up to. So now we yeah. kind of get a larger idea of what this is going to be more so less about the characters that we knew in the movie slash graphic novel oh, and well, more about this is set in the future yeah and, and it's in the future but i mean like we know that even more so given that we haven't seen literally anyone we know in any of these trailers besides dark Manhattan. oh well we saw no no let me not say that because well, but i'm talking about like in fighting form oh yeah well i mean Jeremy Irons is old. Is I know they said that Adrian Vent's dead, but that's Jeremy Irons. Yeah, yeah. So we've seen two people. Like every, I think everybody else is dead, besides besides Jeremy Irons and uh and Doctor Manhattan, who we get a little glimpse of his hand at the end of the trailer. But yeah. So what it. I'm saying is that this really isn't a superhero show. What what I don't know because like the superheroes are the cops. Like it, it we it's showing that like. What Rorschach predicted, would it, the world kind of went into chaos. If you know anything about Watchmen, the world went into chaos, and 
they stopped believing in superheroes and the and the cops were like they they the cops had no control because everybody was doing this vigilante stuff so they were like hell we got to wear a mask because people are running up in our house and killing us and we don't want them to find us we want to we want to be the cops taking on these vigilante roles and it's going to be interesting to see how the cult of rorschach plays into that are these cops heroes or are they vigilantes it's going to be asking a lot of meta questions Really, yeah. Like the question that was asked is, or what's the or, difference or, between a cop and a vigilante, a yeah. cop and a vigilante? And like the question of, uh, why do these people wear masks? They have something to hide, like exactly all that. Yeah, no, man, I'm super excited for this show. Yeah, I think I, it's not. I'm not gonna say it's my most anticipated one, but yeah, it's definitely got me excited. I I just don't know if it's gonna beat out that other HBO show. That's all I'm gonna say. Ooh, you don't think? Oh, I, well. The other one is very Game of Thrones-esque. So I'll concede that point to where as long as they do things right and because they have a... Watchmen has a star-studded cast. Yeah, but, Regina Hall. But, but that show has a star-studded cast. The show yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so, but, yeah. But I'm super excited about Watchmen and I, and I can't wait for it to come any sooner. The next trailer we got is Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick, back in the saddle, baby. Tom Cruise isn't a general. No. What you been doing? Why have you been lollygagging all these years? He's still a captain. Riding his motorcycle, flying his planes. We get a shot at, like, the new beach scene. They're throwing the football around shirtless. Yeah, 80s. Top Gun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can I be perfectly honest? Go even for it. Though, even though we both hated the Cats trailer, I didn't hate this trailer, but... I I'm, uh, it's just not I, I didn't I wasn't excited for it well I mean I'm not this guy that I know a lot of people who are out there and there's probably people listening to this podcast that are the kind of people who watch Top Gun like every year I'm not they one of those love people. it yeah me neither so like this mo- this trailer this movie coming up really has it's not anything that I'm super excited for but I'm not gonna rag on it because I mean it looks like it's gonna service the crowd that likes Top Gun and uh, but I feel like it's more fan it service good. than anything. Yeah, yeah it looks it good. Be, but it, it just does. feels like the ultimate fan service. It feels like when they did another Independence Day, just because they were like, well, let's just make money on people loving Independence Day. Yeah, you might have a point with that, Shuby. I'll concede that point. But I did see a lot of people on Twitter being like, ooh, it looks good, and like they're excited for it. Like The people sure. who grew up with Top Gun, so I'll concede that, that point to them. Yeah, I mean, as long as it services the fans, then <laughs> well, yeah. good for them. Good, yeah, good for the fans, man. I mean, sure. look, Tom Cruise is getting is not getting any younger, and like, I don't know how many more of these he could do. I don't know how many more of these they should do. Yeah. <laughs> Miles, Te- did you see Miles Teller in the trailer with his mustache? No. Yeah, he's in there. Miles Teller's playing Goose's son. Tell me how uh, fan service that is. Ultimate. <laughs> and I think Val Kilmer's coming back too. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, yeah, I mean, this is going to be what the, what the fans hopefully wanted. Yeah, so good for them, but let's yeah. move on. The next trailer is something I know you're super excited for as well as myself. I didn't see it. Wait, you didn't watch it? I didn't, until we just got to this point, I didn't, I didn't know that there was one. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. okay, I'll say this. It's not like, we don't see Rick in the trailer. We're talking about the Rick and Morty trailer. It's not really a trailer. It's like a clip from the new season. Okay. Yeah. It's, what it's, what uh what happened? It was something with Jerry, Morty. Yeah, it's Jerry and Morty, and there's like this alien in their house, 
and they're having an exchange, and Morty's about to beat that alien's ass, and Jerry's like, calm down, <laughs> calm down, and Morty's like, nah, fuck this dude, uh-uh, he's doing too much, Pops, he's doing too much, Jerry, I gotta do it, and he's like, no, Morty, calm down, and it's just, it's that, that's all it is. All right, yeah. But yeah, well, I, I put it in there because it's coming soon, and I'm excited for this. Is, did it just say coming soon, or did they give a date? Uh, I think it's November. Yeah, okay, November. Yeah. All right. November. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm always excited for more Rick and Morty. I've watched enough of those three three seasons that I need something new. Yep, I'm with you 100%. Yeah, Next sorry. trailer. Oh, you, yeah, oh, yeah. No, um, I guess we're going to get more Jerry, which is good, Morty jerry dynamic which is always trash i I was really hoping that if they were going to show anything they would show something that had to do about the uh the rick and morty kind of world that they have over there with like the evil morty who's become the president i'm so ready to see what's up with him yeah that's the thing i'm like the most interested in with that show right now yeah no i'm with you but the next trailer we have is the show that schubert thinks is going to be the next hbo smash his dark materials yeah man this looks so good like not Isn't only this that the you have, compass? yeah, it's the golden compass. Yeah. Okay, I was wondering that. Yeah, it's the golden compass. And um, talk about getting someone star-studded in your cast, James McAvoy. I was so shocked to see James McAvoy in this trailer. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, man, it's such a solid, solid person in there. The Daphne person I was shocked King? to see in there was uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh yeah, he's in there too. Yeah, this is Jerry James McAvoy, Lin Manuel Miranda. Daphne Keene, who was uh, in Logan, this is her next big thing. Who else was in there? So, wasn't somebody else big in there? Uh, I mean, there's a few names that if you saw their faces, you would recognize, but it's not really anyone that's, like, giant. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see what Daphne Keene's going to do, and that's kind of the reason that I'm super excited for this is because of someone like Daphne Keene that's going to come over and take over this sort of new not, show that has to do with her kind of spearheading the whole deal. And I, and she's someone that I can just really get behind based on her performance in Logan. And so that's just someone I, I really have a lot of stock in. Yeah. We know she can act. I mean, she, she didn't talk that much in Logan. Yeah. I, like when so. I heard her voice, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is her. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't yeah. know, I didn't know how her voice sounded. So I'm super excited for this. This looks like this could take the game of Thrones spot for HBO. Sure. I think it's got the right bit of fantasy. Um, the whole a lot of political intrigue. Yeah, a lot of political intrigue. It's kind of like a little bit of a mixture of Westworld meets Game of Thrones. It really feels that way. And then what yeah. the Golden Compass involves, that that bear. What's up with the bear? Well, yeah, the whole thing with the Golden Compass in that world is that you have like animals that are pretty much your soul companions. Okay. And like if so like let's say that your soul companion was like a bird and I shot oh, your God. bird, you would die. Oh, damn, okay. Yeah, so it's it's kind of has that little Pokemon element to it, which is kind of interesting. Daphne's soul companion is that is that bear. No, it's his, hers is like a little ferret. Mm, so that's Lin Manuel but it could, Miranda's. But it could become the bear. I don't know how all that works. I don't remember Golden Compass that well, but that was part of the bit. Okay, 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 for sure, for sure. Well, I'm excited for his dark materials. This trailer looked damn good. Yeah, man, it, it looked really interesting. I think that it kind of. I think HBO really did steal the show for a Comic-Con from me, personally. Me, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, I really liked Watchmen. I really liked his Dark Materials. So I got to give him credit. And I liked Westworld. Oh, yeah. And I like Westworld, 100%. Yeah. The next trailer we got is Netflix's attempt in the fantasy world. Our boy Superman is back in back in the acting saddle. 
we have The Witcher. Now, so look, Shuby, I know you're not the big video game guy knowing the story. I watched some of the trailers of The Witcher games on my Xbox. Didn't it look like it? Yes. It looked, look, I'll give Netflix their props. They looked like they put a, a lot of money into this, and if if they did and the monsters don't look crazy or trash, this show I think is going to be pretty good. No, yeah, I think this is probably going to be their new big mm-hmm. crown jewel. I think yep. this is really going to change the game, so to speak, with uh, Netflix. And I think this is going to be big for Henry Cavill's career. Sure, yeah. And like, I think it's good. I think this is good that they're keeping it off the movie. I think it's going to be great to be able to kind of what it's kind of an open world game, correct? Yeah. So it's going to be more. more they'll be able to fan service people who have like giant missions that they are big fans of. Maybe they'll show elements of those missions sprinkled in throughout the series. I know that I mean, a lot of people were like clamoring about having him in a bathtub for some reason. I don't really know. But that's oh, yeah, all about, but like he's gonna be in the bathtub apparently. Yeah, he gets in the bathtub in the game a lot. But there's an okay. overarching story that that the game has, and yeah, you can go on side missions and stuff. But I'm sure it's gonna tell the overarching tale. But I'm also saying that they, with it being episodic, you can show elements of those side missions. Within. Oh yeah, like I'm sure we're yeah. gonna see a mission where he has to go kill a dragon, or he has to go kill this orc or something. Sure, exactly. So shout out to The Witcher, shout out to Henry Cavill. I'm yeah, for this that's, that's one of those things where, like, based on the trailer, I think it's going to get a second season. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to get a second season for sure because they put too much money into that. For like, sure. Jesus Christ. But the next trailer – but, I mean, let me not say Jesus Christ because they had to put that money into it. And I hope Netflix put that, puts that amount of money, or if not more, in the Cowboy Bebop. So good for Netflix. The next show we have in the next trailer is one that I loved, but Adam Schubert did not. Let's talk about this. The Harley Quinn trailer. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was funny and cute, I guess, but I thought it was a little bit too cute animation style for me. Okay, you thought it was a little too cutesy of animation. Yeah, like I thought it kind of looked like a mixture of... It looked like the, adult the normal. Go. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. I didn't know looked... if that was going to be too hot to say, but it did feel like adult Teen Titans Go to me. Yeah, no, for wise. sure. It definitely did. And that's why I'm not hating on it as much because I was like, that's kind of what I expected, if I'm going to be honest. Like, so I'm cool with it. And it shows they're using a lot of villains, a lot of different villains from Gotham. We got to see Aquaman in this. So this shows we might get to see the the gamut of heroes. So, and Batman's in it too. I'm excited for this, man, man. Oh, no. I thought that it's just the thing about Harley Quinn and some of the hero animated shows. I've loved it. I've loved her. Like the what was the one with Batman where she and and Nightwing get it on, and then there's like oh okay okay I know what you're talking about like you know like, stuff like that. Like I wanted I want gritty Harley Quinn. I don't want Teen Titans Go Harley Quinn. Is what all I'm saying. It's gonna be Teen Titans Go Harley Quinn with her shooting some bullets into people and killing them. Yeah, that's what is that's it's lit. No, that's what it is, bro. Like 100. And I see where you're coming from. You wanted a more action-based series with some Well, I wanted humor. an adult animated series, which I feel like we're still going to get an adult animated series, but it's going to feel like a kid show. Mm, or at well, least it does right now to me, based on what I've seen. And I don't see, know if that's going to be the case when it gets there. It's just... See, when it gets there, I think more Rick and Morty than anything. Yeah, it's In like... that it's, vein. Well, yeah, it's like you're going back to, you know, the show that we're going to talk about later, Rocko's Modern Life, or Ren and Stimpy. It's like you're trying to give me that kind of adult animation... And I'm like, I would rather have something a little bit more real. 
Okay, I feel you. I'm not hating on that. Yeah. I'm not hating on that at all. So, uh, but, but yeah, so, yeah, that's that's all I have on Harley Quinn. I mean, what do you think? I thought it was good, but I mean, I'm not hating on it because it, it felt like, like I said, Teen Titans Go, Rick and Morty, that type of that type of vibe. And we got to, they showed a lot of blood. They showed that they're gonna have action in it. It's gonna be a lot of comedic action. So I'm I'm cool with it, and, and it has a star-studded cast. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm gonna it. give it a shot too. So that's all. I'm just, I, I'm, not as excited as what it just it didn't come out as what I thought it was gonna come out. Okay, for sure. I'll give yeah. you that. I'll concede that to you. I don't know if I, before where we were super high on it. Like right now, if if I had to say my hype level, it's at like a six or a seven. Uh, it's more like when it get when this comes around to it, I'm not going to be begging you to do a week by a review. week review oh, of it. Oh yeah, this is. I don't know if this is a week by week review show. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. All right, for sure. And then with that being said, let's get into the rest of the DC universe news young justice is coming back for season four shooby you excited yeah uh we'll see how this one ends up the one gripe i have about young justice and it was really disappointing for me is when i was re-watching these more recent episodes and i had a friend in who had never really seen the show before and it was and i was almost embarrassed by some of the dialogue that was put through on this on the episode oh yeah the most recent episodes yeah 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 like some of the dialogue was so bad, and I and he's just like, "This is like you rave about this show," and I'm like, "Bro, I don't know. I, like this, these, <laughs> these, th- this dialogue in these two episodes have been so bad, and I don't know what to say about it." <laughs> no, I, I can I can concede those points as well. Like, but I, I thought about that the other the other day when I was like, "Man, is this the Young Justice I remember?" I get that we're getting the new versions of these people and like the team has grown but like i the, the last couple episodes they got to give me some of batman's team like i need sure. nightwing like i need some of the things that make me feel young justice well it was like also i'm like oh man you know there's nightwing right there you know who voices nightwing jesse mccartney and then and proceeded that whole scene nightwing didn't really say anything exactly I'm like, what is this guy doing? Like, where are we at with Nightwing and Oracle and Batman? Like, these, these people who started the season off, and I was really excited to see what they were doing. Yeah, it became the Beast Boy. Like, it became a very, I don't want to say kitty show, but it's it just doesn't feel like, like, it just doesn't feel like Young Justice, at least right now. Like, because I thought after we got through this Brion stuff, I thought we were going to, like, get back to the team. Like, get back to the team we know. Like, we... We've only I thought it was gonna. Like, I thought it was gonna do a lot of the stuff it's doing right now. No, I mean I think the pace of the story's going right. I just think some of the execution of the dialogue has been bad. Okay, okay. That's that's really all it is for me because like I understand where the story is right now, where we're building up this Beast Boy squad. Terra's still gathering information for Deathstroke, and eventually that's all gonna come to a head. Because uh, like the only thing that I'm still waiting on is for that to happen, and I feel like that's where Nightwing's gonna have to come back in. Do you feel season four is going to be... It's going to be different. Do you feel it... It's it's everyone's post, different. Yeah, is it post-Terra doing her shit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you think we resolve the Terra shit in this one? I don't know about it being resolved. I think, if anything, Terra goes with the bad guys. Oh, okay, for sure, for sure. No, I'm, yeah. I, I, I don't know how much... Like, I don't think I, she's getting redeemed. Yeah, like, I think no, it's going to be more of, like, at the end of the season, she, like, double-crosses them. I don't deal. know how our heroes look next season. Like, I don't know if Beast Boy's heroing. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know about that either. But the, I think the bigger question is, is when we get to season four, what is the Justice League going to look like? Mm, is, like it is, be- the, is it going to be more of the team that we grew to love in the beginning is now the Justice League and the team that we're focusing on as Young Justice is a lot of the guys that we're getting right now. Because mm, Aqualad is now Aquaman. Aquaman, yeah. So what, ha- what happened to Arthur? I don't know. That's a good question. They need to address that. Yeah, I think, like, just, I, think I, I think they did. I think he's just the king of Atlantis, pretty much. Oh, okay, okay. But isn't isn't the Aquaman always the king of Atlantis, or did they? Just... Yeah, but I mean, like he just didn't want to fight right now, mm. or like because he has like a, his team of Aqualads that could pretty much do the work for him. Mm-hmm. Okay, I feel you. I feel you. Well, yeah, yeah. Young Justice season four coming back. Next up, Doom Patrol gets a season two, and this is big. It will be on HBO Max as well. So yeah, Young Justice isn't going on the DC, uh, isn't going on HBO Max. I don't think Harley Quinn is. I think DC Universe is still going to be just animated stuff and the live action. But I think the live action will be on both. Another reason I'm saying HBO wins Comic Con because we we haven't forgot to talk about HBO Max, and this is a kind of a big deal for them to have Doom Patrol, which had a lot of critical success on on the DC Universe streaming service, which not a lot of people got a lot of chance to access. Now, now it's going to be on a platform where they will be able to access it. And how is that going to play into it? I think this is a big win for DC Universe, if I'm going to sure. be honest. Because yeah. this this gives, I don't want to say, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it, it doesn't validate them, but it does. I think it gives them a legitimacy. I mean, that may be a harsh word to say, but not as many people in the pop culture space were watching shows on the DC streaming service. It's a lot. Just maybe they caught Titans, or maybe they had someone else's account to watch Titans. But I don't. If I walk out to, uh, let's say MechaCon, which we're going to, and I go to a lot of people and I ask them if they've seen Doom Patrol, I don't think a lot of people are going to be like, "Yeah, I've seen it." Yeah, no, I, th- I, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's it's a lot of just DC fans rocking on the DC universe. Even though Serena Williams did tweet she was watching Titans. Sure, but I mean, we don't know what Serena Williams's past could be. She could be a giant DC fan. Could be, or she could have got paid to do that. Hey, it probably was some good publicity, so <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it. it's true, exactly. But speaking of Titans, we didn't get anything on Titans because, well, not, we didn't get a trailer. We were going to because, but before the incident happened and they canceled the panel, the panel was going to be Brendan Thwaites as Rob as Nightwing slash Robin. It was going to also be Deathstroke was going to come out. I believe Wonder Girl was going to come out, and I think either Raven or Beast Boy was going to come out, one of them. But because of the incident that happened, they canceled the panel. They didn't show the, they didn't release the trailer. They showed it at Comic-Con. People gushed over it, and they said, we're finally getting the heroes that we wanted. The picture was released where we saw Aqualad, Wonder Girl, Hawk and Dove, and Robin. I'm assuming Dick Grayson, because it looked like him. But we know that Robin costume was burned. So is that a flashback? We don't know. We'll see. And also, we got to look at Deathstroke. The Terminator, Shuby, I'm pumped for Titans Season 2 coming out September 5th. Yeah, finding out that it was going to be you know, so early in September was the most exciting news for me because I'm, I'm ready. You don't, need yeah. to tell me, you don't need to tell me anything else. Like I'm, I'm watching I, this. Man, if they could just give us a trailer in a month or, or like a, in like two weeks. Like I just need you. I understand they're, they're going to have to. Like I, I don't. I understand what like what you're saying with the traumatic experience and all that. But when it comes down to it, you're on a streaming service that not a lot of people own. You're going to have yeah. to market you what you have. 
and I get you're gonna probably put it on HBO Max, but like you can't wait till HBO Max. Exactly. I mean, it's coming out in September on the DC streaming service. You need to start yep. marketing it, or no one's yeah. gonna watch it. Exactly. Like I get, we'll talk about it still, but I need a trade. We will like, talk I, about I it. We'll watch it. But I'm talking about people who don't really understand what's going on, or maybe heard such good things about it, and maybe seeing Wonder Girl, Superboy, Aqualad is gonna ignite their interest. Or maybe they think it's like the CW. Yeah, and that's true. no shot. And that's no shot at the CW. Maybe they just they they think it's that, or maybe they're like DC hasn't done well in the movies. Why should we buy their streaming service? Honestly, yeah, that's, that's fair. And should we mention the CW verse? I guess because they are doing. Yeah, stuff. let me let me give them some shout because without them, none of this some of, none of the superhero arrow on TV would be accomplished. The sh- yeah, Arrow the, shout out. Yeah, Arrow. It's gonna be over season eight. This is the final season. Uh. So I mean, um, good for them. More Flash, uh, yeah, more Supergirl, six. and yep. more DC Legends. They're all coming back. Batwoman's well, coming back for season Legend, two. Legends won't be back till 2020. I know Batwoman. they're filming, so yeah, yeah, it's coming back. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and sure. uh, and Batwoman's coming, and they're going to do the Crisis on Earths two Earths yep. or what? Multiple Earths, whatever. And Brandon Ralph's going to be wearing Kingdom Come Superman. Yeah, a, a Superman suit. That's fire. He's going to come from a different Earth. Uh, Burt Ward's coming as as Robin from the '60s Batman. That's crazy. I'll give them that. The CW got Burt Ward's Robin to be in their multiverse. That's absolutely like imagine if DC actually had their shit together. Like that's what they could do, but on a on a, a wider scale. Well, yeah, it's kind of disappointing on some of the things that the CW verse has been able to do and is getting the liberty to do, and we haven't seen in a better way. Like my gosh, like. I, I wouldn't want Bert at Bert, 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 Bert Ward in a live action movie, but shit, if he cameoed as Rob, like if, if Flash is running by the multiverses and we see him, that would make my my fanboy giddy. But now we're getting into the CW, so it's like, all right, I guess that's cool. Whatever. If, if I'm being honest, it does generate a little bit of interest for me. I do kind of want to see how that pans out. I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna watch the final season of Arrow. Yeah. And I'm gonna. I want to see how the crisis on Infinite Earth stuff because they're bringing back some of the Smallville peeps. Oh, I really? Guess, yeah. No, sure. They're connecting a lot of their old shit. Okay. Well, this is gonna be a really interesting event. So yeah, I think this is kind of a big, big reveal for the CW versus Comic Con. So good for them. Yeah, good for them because I mean, like, like we said, Arrow started it all. So yeah, good for them. But that's all we have in terms of Comic Con. Now, should we? We're getting into some of the news from the week. This actually was in Comic-Con. Both the next two stories were actually a part of Comic-Con. Oh, okay, uh, I didn't know. Rocco's Modern Life is going to get a reboot on Netflix as announced during Comic-Con. And uh, this was a show that I didn't really get too many liberties of watching when I was a kid. And I understand – and I, and understandably so because if you do rewatch a lot of Rocco's Modern Life, it's it a, a very highly adult. adult show. Yeah, that, just like Ren and Stimpy. That masqueraded on Nickelodeon. Big facts. But I thought it was just – they're not running the old episodes on Netflix right now? No, they're not running the old episodes right now. I don't think they're going to run the old episodes when this comes in, but they're, we're going to get uh, new stories of Rocco's Modern Life. Okay, because th- that makes a lot of sense why they're not running the old episodes, because VRV has the IP right now on their streaming service. Yeah, yeah. So this is going to be all brand new episodes. The, that was kind of the, the deal of the trailer that they did when they rolled this out. It was Rocco coming out maybe of like a courthouse or something, but it was like the bit was that he and his friends were trying to get their show back. And then 
it ran on a random day. He kind of just walks out and everyone's like, oh, you got your show back. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, what's going on? Like I asked to get my show back like years ago. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So I think it's gonna be pretty funny. It was a good show. And it's funny because I, I'm rewatching Drake and Josh and there are a lot of adult jokes that come out in a lot of the Nickelodeon shows. And it made me like rehash like some of the shows that really did have big time adult humor and Rocco's Modern Life was one of them. And I think getting it on Netflix gives them the liberty to even have more adult humor if they want it. So now you got we'll me see. wanting to watch Rocco's Modern Life on the funny. I'm probably gonna watch it as soon as we finish from doing this. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny little show. Very random. Okay, for sure. Next up we have two more Halloween movies confirmed by John Carpenter and Blumhouse. Uh, 2020 and 2021. Yep, and there are sequels to the new ones. We're getting this new timeline. And uh, David Gordon Green is writing and directing along with Danny McBride. They're coming back. Yeah, I'm excited for this. I think that, um, well, both of us, we really enjoyed seeing that first Halloween reboot. And, uh, yeah, I guess he's not dead. We'll see what, what happens yeah, next. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what goes down. But like you said, we, we definitely enjoyed it. And, yeah, I'm ex- I have nothing more to say because we don't know anymore. Yeah, it's really one of the only things that really gives you that classic slasher feel. That's kind of, for me, the way I love horror movies is pretty much guy in mask walking around stabbing people all willy-nilly. So, yeah, I'm excited. Michael Myers was always my favorite one because Freddy was kind of, he wasn't like, he was scared. Like, I got nightmares from Freddy because of the the whole cross thing because I always had a cross in my room because my mom was Catholic. So, like, that shit always freaked me. But, like, Michael Myers was the one that I was like, dog, I don't want to see him in real life. No, yeah, he was he was a creep show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, going into some of the news news now, you know her from The Handmaid's Tale, Yvonne Strahovski is going to join Chris Pratt in Skydance's sci-fi flick Ghost Draft. Okay. Uh, Lego Batman's Chris McKay is attached to direct. Ghost Draft, which was written by Zach Dean, is about a man drafted to fight in a future war where the fate of humanity relies on his ability to confront his past. Strahovski is going to play a character that Pratt meets in the future who has a connection to his past. Ooh, interesting. So it has that looper kind of kind of thing. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Glad you put this on the notes, Shuby. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting to see what Chris Pratt is up to in his Guardians of Galaxy hiatus. Yeah, well, he's doing another sci-fi, so. Yeah. Okay, I hope the script's good, because if the script, this, it sounds good, but as long as, like, they, they execute the right way, this could be something dope. And yeah, it, man, it, I definitely it, trust Chris McKay. Well, it's going to be dope to see Chris McKay do this, because will he ever get his Nightwing movie? Maybe this is a step in that direction. Maybe it is, and now that Matt Reeves' Batman's finally getting traction. Oh, can I? We didn't say this, but during Comic Con, during the Marvel panel, do you know who was tweeting during that panel? No. Matt Reeves was tweeting during the panel about Batman. During the Marvel like, stuff? Yeah, so I was like, this is the type of petty I live for. Like, nice. He was, like, he was like, look, DC fans, I know we're not at Comic Con, but I'm going to give y'all a little something. And it wasn't even anything, it was just him saying, yeah, my Batman movie's legit. Like, that's it. Like, <laughs> it wasn't anything. It was just me just overanalyzing his tweets, like, yes, he's tweeting, like, it's coming. Like, well, we didn't, we didn't mention this at all, but if you think about what's coming in the Marvel slate, and if you compare it to what could be coming in the DC slate, you know, like Wonder Woman, mm. 1984, Batman, Flash, Suicide Black, Squad, Black James Guns, Shazam 2, mm. 
I'm sorry, that slate sounds way more interesting. Look, man, DC might have DC did the right thing not coming to Marvel, getting their shit together because they could dominate 2020 to 2021. Sure, because Marvel already announced the slate all the way to 2022 almost. So well, what are they going to announce in the next Comic Cons? Now, DC could pick up. From 2021 to 2022, from between the year, before 2022 comes, if they can get their shit together, they could be ready for the battle come 2022. Because I think Marvel's gearing up for 2022. I think that's when shit gets real again for Marvel. I think until then, it's going to be slow, them gearing up, getting things ready. But see, come 2022, that's when it's going to get down. And if DC could be ready for the fight then, ooh, it's going to be on and popping. Yeah, man. Like I, I think that that's the one thing about... Thinking about DC slate, even even th- since we were just talking about their TV show stuff, what's come? What's to come in an HBO Max kind of stuff too? Huh. Like, what could they do on HBO Max? Like Chris McKay could do an HBO Max Nightwing show. Yeah, like ooh, it's not HBO Max. It, see, but can I be honest? That kind of upsets me because why am I paying for DC Universe? Maybe DC Universe does it. I don't know. I'm just saying, I, like in the streaming no, no, world. I get you. I get you. No, in the streaming world, I'm with you. I'm just saying in terms of their business model, that's what I'm upset about. I'm not talking about the IP that they're going to put out. I'm talking about just the business model that Warner Brothers is doing. Yeah. But that goes back to the point on Marvel is, yes, I know they're partnered with Disney, but Marvel is its own thing. Like, like Marvel is run by Feige. It's its own thing. It's like Lucasfilm. It's its own department. Sure. DC is owned by Warner Brothers, which is a movie studio. Like, it's not its own department. It's like one of the IP. It's like Harry Potter for Warner Brothers. Yeah. Like, I wish wish DC could have its own entity, like its own Kevin Feige. I know people say that all the time, and I know that's not a hot take, but I just... Well, I mean, even Star Wars has that, you know? Exactly. So that's something yeah. that hopefully they can they can get done. But they're moving in the right way. Let's see what Matt Reeves is doing. That's the type of petty I love. Keep keep tweeting Matt Reeves because you're getting Batman fans like me hype. So and, it's, and he's not tweeting. He's literally not tweeting anything. He's just tweeting like, yeah, it's coming soon. <laughs> like <laughs> that's it, man. But let's get to our next story. We got Javier Bardem is in talks to play King Triton in the Disney live-action remake of The Little Mermaid, as well as Harry Styles is rumored to be Prince Eric in the live-action version. So we're getting a Black Little Mermaid, a Spanish uh, King Triton, we're getting Aquafina as Scully, Jason Tremblay as, as, uh, as, uh, Flounder. as Flounder, and now we're getting maybe Harry Styles as Prince Eric and Javier Bardem as King Triton. Do you like this casting? Sure. Yeah, Yeah, man. I mean, like, look. That's cool. I know we wanted Idris Elba just because of the black black thing, but like, who's to say a mermaid can't have different? Like, you know what I mean? Like, who's to say that it's can't a mermaid? Be her dad? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and that's exactly what we were talking about last time. So, and Javier Bardem's a great actor. Hopefully, he can sing a little bit, unless they're gonna cut the singing parts for for him. Because me and my girlfriend talked about this. I was like, King Triton doesn't sing in Little Mermaid, and she was like, Yes, he does. And I was like, I don't yeah. think so. And she was like, Don't talk to me about that. Like, I know my Little Mermaid. I was like. Prove it, and she was like, "See," and she went go straight to YouTube and typed in the song. So yeah, he he does have a song. So hopefully Javier Bardem can sing, and then Harry Styles is Prince Eric. That's cool. Yeah, I think Harry Styles has been waiting for his opportunity to make a big splash in a big movie, and we'll talk about later how he missed out on one. So this is a good opportunity for him to make a big bigger name for himself as an actor. Yeah, that's cool. That's that's what's up. So 
Good for Harry Styles. But that's all I really got on this. You'd be like, it's all right. Little Mermaid news. We're just fine. We're rounding out the cast. Yeah, exactly. But no no confirmation yet. We'll get back to you when it's confirmed. Uh, So the next thing I want to talk about is because there's a film set that just popped up right around the corner from me. And it could be this one, because I've heard some rumors that they've been seeing Russell Crowe around the vicinity. But Russell Crowe and Jimmy Simpson are going to be in this movie, Unhinged, which is also going to star Karen Pistorius. And Solstice Studios is producing this psychological thriller that they're filming right now in New Orleans that centers around a woman named Rachel, which is going to be played by Pistorius, who who leans on her horn at the wrong time with the wrong driver, Russell Crowe. According to the logline, Road Rage doesn't begin to describe what he's about to do to her and everyone she knows. Oh, my God. Yo, we should uh, go look for Russell Crowe around New Orleans. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I see like <laughs> some trailers popped up like around the corner from me. I've been trying to peer in there. I wanted to oh, put by a, your house? Yeah, by my house. And oh, I wanted my to put, gosh. And I wanted we to put a tweet out. There. I wanted to put a tweet out. Of, of me like creeping through the bushes because that was me the other day seeing if I could see Keanu because I know that there's filming Bill and Ted down here. Oh well, yeah, no, we're definitely going hunt for some for some interviews <laughs> when I come up to Nola for MacCon this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely look like they've been shutting some roads down for some filming. So I don't know if this is for Unhinged or if it's for Bill and Ted. But I did talk to a a police officer at a restaurant the other day who said that he had just gotten back from the unhinged set. So they are in town. Okay, well, look, that'd be Liddy. We'll let you guys know, fans, if we see anybody. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) But that's all all I want to say about unhinged. I thought it was interesting that it's going to be in town. And I thought because we've talked about your road rage in the past— that uh, we have a movie coming out about road rage. Damn, I hope he doesn't give a bad stigma to us road ragers out there. Because like, I'm not gonna get into well, road rage. Uh, he is because I mean, cause <laughs> he's, about dude, to, he's about to, to murder this dude's family. This yeah, lady's that's, family. That's what I'm saying. He's about to go follow her and like kill her family due to her friends. Rage. Probably. Like, I'm not about to do all that. Like, I'm gonna just honk at you, flick you off, and tell you f you and keep driving. Yeah. <laughs> go about my business. <laughs> like, I'm not even one of the people that follow people. Like, no, I'm not following you. Like, what am I following you for? I'm going to my house. <laughs> yeah. Weird. But that's all we got on that. And this is the final news story for the day. After numerous screen after had dipping. After numerous screen tests, Austin Butler has been tapped to play Elvis Presley in Boz Lerman's next feature film for Warner Brothers. He'll start opposite Tom Hanks. Lerman stated that one of the reasons Austin Butler stood out was in his Broadway role, The Iceman Cometh. He started opposite Denzel Washington. This is Lerman's first film since The Great Gatsby. And he's recently worked on the Netflix series The Get Down. Okay, so cool. So maybe Austin Butler's been doing stuff on Broadway starring next to Denzel. Okay, yeah. maybe maybe he can hold his own. Yeah, I think that was, like like it says in the story, that was what really put him over the top. Is seeing him doing, I guess, more stage stage stuff because we haven't really seen him do anything too major since glee pretty much so that's kind of why i was surprised that he was the one who ended up getting the nod but uh, i i know the Iceman cometh is a pretty popular broadway production so if he did such a good job with denzel being his co-star then let's put him next to tom hanks and see how it goes with with elvis yeah no i'm with you on that good for austin butler but shuby that's all we got for the news my brother all right, well, we turn our heads now to the box office, 
And I pulled the box office from earlier in the week before Lion King was on there because obviously Lion King's going to be on top. Uh, so number five was Yesterday. Number four, Aladdin. Number three, Crawl. Number two, Toy Story 4. And number one, Spider-Man Far From Home. So you can imagine that Disney had four out of five. In, yeah. Or I guess, you know, I guess Sony is Spider-Man, so. But still, they got, they got some of that money. Yes, but I mean, three... Disney films, Lion King, Toy Story 4, and Aladdin, all based off of, you know, big Disney, or, yeah. big, Din, biz, big Disney staples coming back in here to kind of own the summer. And then, like, is that the total at the bottom? Uh, the total is at the very right in the yeah, yeah, purple. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, that's what I'm thinking. So, okay, so Aladdin made $336 million. Toy Story made three hundred sixty million. They're at six hundred and and ninety six million. So probably probably like three seventy because of the other numbers I didn't mention. But still, they're they're around the three seventy three eighty three sixty range, or they're, they're, or no no they're they're around the four hundred range. They're at four hundred. So let's say they have four hundred million. Then you throw Infinity War on there. They're at a billion four four hundred million. Like maybe two like. Disney's making an insane amount of money, and Lion King's definitely number one by the time you guys hear this because the weekend box office will be out by Monday. Yeah, so you know, Toy Story already has made more money than Aladdin, and I think Lion King probably will make more money than Toy Story. So maybe, yeah, maybe. I just maybe. it depends because a lot of people coming out of Toy Story are like, oh man, you need to see Toy Story. Like me, yeah, you know, myself. I've told numerous people, I'm like, yeah, Same. I know you. I know you were wary on seeing Toy Story, but you just go see it. Like it's good. Same, exactly. Like, my girlfriend's more interested in going to see Toy because she didn't get to see it with me. She's more interested in seeing Toy Story than she is Lion King. Yeah, I would say that that's more of an interesting movie, but we'll get to Lion King. Yeah, no, we'll definitely get to that, but let's get to the movie on the rise. Shubi, I'm going to be honest with you. I think I'm just going to share your movie on the rise because there's nothing new else out. Yeah, so what we're talking about is Blown Away, the <laughs> series on Netflix. Both of us uh, are fans of Forge and Fire, which Big is all bags. about making swords and knives and stuff like that. And this is kind of in that same vein of, of blowing glass. So. And you know me, I'm always down for a good competition show because I'm always watching Food Network. I'm, I watch all competition shows. If it's a competition, Lyndon is watching it. But I will say about even... Even The Bachelor, that's a competition. I watch that. But, no, man, blown away, I'll say this. Unlike Forge and Fire, which is based on skill and based upon something that, like, you can... You won't be upset by the results because it's... Like, function... Yeah, functionality. If, if, it, if it's a strong knife and you've done the best job, then you're going to win. Then it'll you know? come... Yeah, no, but, they, okay, to that point, if it's a strong knife... In the, in the other competitor you're facing is an equally strong knife, then it'll come down to, like, whose knife looks cool or whose knife... Sure. Then, then it'll get to opinion-based. But that's rare because something always breaks. And that's why I love Forge and Fire. And I, I know we're telling you to watch this show, and I did enjoy it, but I will say this. It's based off of kind of pretentious judging, if I'm going to be honest. Well, yeah, it's like... Uh, it's not going to be so clear-cut for the viewer of who wins because it's all subjective to the judges. Because exactly. like I, there were times where they maybe picked somebody to get kicked out or somebody to win, and I didn't necessarily agree with that choice. But it's not up to me. So. Yep, exactly. And that's that's where I found myself more arguing with the judge on TV in this show than I do in Forged and Fire. Because like 
you can't argue anything in Forge and Fire. That dude lost. Like <laughs> it's it's pretty obvious why he lost. But the process of glass blowing is super interesting. And I think that's what drew me and my girlfriend to watching it. It was like because she was like, "Why are we watching this? I know you make me watch Forge and Fire, but like she was like, this is." The only reason why I let you watch that is because like they do nice stuff and it's pretty cool. This is just I was like, babes, let's just watch and look at the art of it. It looks pretty cool. And then when she saw it, I was like, she was like, yeah, this is pretty neat. Like when they do blew the glass whale and like they do was blowing all kind of crazy stuff. It, the stuff that these people create is very dope. I'll give yeah, them that. it's really impressive. Yeah, it really is. Like I, saw, I could especially do for I some of those. I'm like, they had like people who are in there who are like. Older and I've been doing it for a long time, and then they had like twenty-two year olds who were going yeah. There that, and that was my thing. Incredible art. Like I was just like when I watched Forge and Fire, you were always in the back of my mind. I'm like, all right, if I want, I could maybe do this. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like it would be hard work, and I'd have to learn stuff, but that it that's easily attainable. It doesn't take artistic like I don't want to say it doesn't take artistic ability to do that, but it doesn't take as much as it does to do glass blowing. Uh, I mean, I guess that's true in a sense, but I, I feel like I've taken a, I've, I've, I've been not a class, but I've been to a presentation of someone who's showing you Same. how to be a glass blower. Oh, I was and, a blacksmith because I, I was. No, I'm not. I'm not saying blacksmith. Like I actually, when I was in Venice, I, they make like a Venetian style glass or whatever, and I went and I saw the guy like and that shit's blow hard. the glass. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. That's and what so, I'm talking about. That's why I say it's a little. It's it's more artistic than. A blade. That's why I'm saying I could never do a be a glass blower. If I wanted, I could probably do blacksmithing. I just have to spend a lot of money to get a forge. Yeah, the thing is, is you could probably do glass blowing, but it would take years and years to have your own artistic style like these people have. Like these people are doing things based on their own artistic views. Yeah. Where like in Forge and Fire was pretty much. They Man, took some liberties, <laughs> but it was like we're we're making a certain knife style. Yeah, like we're making knives. Yeah. <laughs> that's forged and fire. But yeah, that, that's our movie on the rise, ladies and gents. Truly, quick update: Bachelorette was popping. Uh, I think what I'm we're up now. it's so, not the fin- is it the finale coming up? Mm-hmm. Yes. Isn't it the min? No, it's the Mintel all. Oh well, yeah, Mintel all and then finale because Bachelor in Paradise was just supposed to start. Uh, it was supposed to July twenty something. So, oh, it's late. It's, I yeah, it could be late or it could be starting the day after Bachelorette ends because it is a two day a week thing. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah, yeah. So, so Luke P's gone. So we'll Get him out of but here. Yeah, I can spoil Luke, it. Luke P's. Yeah, I knew Luke this P's last gone. week. I wanted to say it last episode. Yeah, Luke, Luke, Luke P's done. Get him out of here because he because he, he imploded. Yeah, he's done. Like, I do understand on one hand, I'm like, when it gets down to that point and she has these fantasy suites, and granted, she didn't sleep with everyone. Well, we know we didn't, she didn't sleep with Tyler, but we don't, don't know if she slept with the other two dudes. And I, well, you we know, know, if I was, no, she, we know she slept with the windmill dude, which is Peter. Okay. Because she, so she slept that. with Peter. Yeah, she said she had sex in a windmill. Whoever the windmill date is, I think it's Peter. That's who she had sex with. Nice. Okay, yeah. so, but yeah, and then we know we didn't, she didn't with Tyler because she was too afraid. Of like that, their physical whatever. She's gonna blow it because like she's gonna pick Jed and Jed's family. Obviously, showed you the red flag that they didn't expect him to go that far. He probably doesn't expect to go this far. He's still he was he spent his whole episode last week talking about Luke P. And I'm just mm. like, this guy, how's this guy gonna win? Wait, so it. Jed's family doesn't like her? Like her? 
Yeah, I don't know if you saw the hometown, but like no, I, I, I like I, I skimmed but, through that. Like I think like, I might have fell asleep during that episode. So, like, the way it went is the same order that they did this last episode where, like, Peter went first, Tyler went second, then Jed, then Luke P. And Peter and Tyler's hometowns were super solid. Like, families loved her, and, like, I felt that, you know, when she was describing the way that she felt at the end of the dates, like, it seemed pretty positive. And then it goes to Jed's family, and Jed's mom's just, like, very standoffish. The sister was kind of standoffish. They uh, like the mother like didn't really think that he would be ready for a proposal at the end of this. Mm. It was just like a lot of red flags and mm. yeah. So I don't know, but but yeah, we're we'll see, right. we'll see. Um, yeah, that's there's a bachelor update, you know. Just wanted yeah, to see whatever. we might have some fans that watch. You know, it's not it's not bad for our male listeners to watch it for our female listeners. At we, this point, we, we I'm kind of. At this point, I'm kind of through with it because, like, I oh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty, you know, yeah, it's because I'm pretty positive that Jed wins. I think I saw the spoiler about that, so. Oh, you wait. Yeah, I thought you meant done forever. No, no, no. I'm waiting. For, I'm ready for Paradise now. I no, want to see you get. I want to see who they bring back from the past two Bachelor seasons. Bachelor. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, let's get to other review. Do we? Let's do the Young Justice real quick. Yeah, it's Young not, Justice. It's not, it's not that much. Nothing really. Okay, let me say this: the three that they released. Like the the second part of the season is very slow. Yeah. Like the first part started hot. Like Young Justice is back. Glad to have it back. Yes, we got Zatanna back in early warning, and, and yeah, we got to see uh, what's his name, Simon and shit, and and uh, uh, what's that other dude's name? No, no, Simon wasn't in this one. Simon's another one. Who? Uh, what's his? What's the little kid's name? The little kid's name? The sorcerer with the cat. Oh, uh, crap. I don't remember. Whatever his whatever his name is, the villain. He was the main villain in this episode. They had to uh, go to Cuba to stop stop him from doing what he was doing. He turned kids into this monster. Zatanna had to help him, and that was pretty much the episode. Oh, and yeah, uh, it was kind of no. The the big bombshell of the episode is that uh, what's her name? Uh, um, what the, what the hell is her name? I don't want to say. I don't want to describe her because that would just be rude. But what, what, Violet. Uh, oh, Violet. Uh, yeah, Violet's dying. You can call her Halo, too. Oh, that's what I was... Yeah, that's the name I was trying to get out. Halo. Halo's dying. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of so, a big deal. Yeah, and, and she... The mother box. She only has a few months to live because her human DNA is not merging well with the... With uh, the mother box. Yeah. Yeah. So, isn't that interesting that, like... Well, well I mean, and, 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 and it wasn't... Was dead. Didn't we get in this episode, too, her going off with her friend from high school and getting in trouble and... Yeah, with Harper. Their little relationship, yeah. And I think Harper's going to join the team next season because she's going to be a bad fam member because it seems like that way she's going down troubled. Batman's going to go try to help her. Sure, That that type of deal. Yep. So I'm interested to see. We didn't talk about this with season four, but who's the new characters that join next season? Because we're getting getting new characters each season. And I'm interested Um, to see how this battle with Darkseid ends. Will Lex Luthor be the main? How will his story end, or will he be the main main antagonist next season? Will it finally be the light versus them? Like, wh- what's it gonna be? How does? Yeah, this I feel end? like we're kind of in a lull at this season. Like, I don't really know where exactly they go next. We still know that Tara is double, you know, playing crossing. Both sides. Yeah, we know that, but we don't know who the real bit. Like, of course, we know it's Granny Goodness and Dark Side, but how does Dark Side play in it? We haven't seen him. Oh, but let me tell you this. Uh, did you realize that each letter of the of the? Do you know what each letter of the uh, 
episode stands, like if you take the first letter from each episode, no, it says it says prepare the anti life, and I'm sure it's going to be prepare the anti life equation to finish the thing. And what that is is that's Darkseid's ultimate weapon. He searches for the anti life equation. It's it's his. It's like Thanos is the Infinity Gauntlet. Gotcha. Yeah. So may so maybe. Uh, season four is going to be a lot of merging. You know what we were talking about earlier, where we don't know who's going to be in that Justice League. Maybe it's a lot of merging it. Like, yeah, like, it's like one, cause, one cause team. The, because the beginning of Young Justice was all about them thinking that they were going to be a part of the league and then not being a part of the league and creating the team. So yeah. maybe this is kind of like the culmination of that. In them trying to be in the uh, in the league, yeah. The show might yeah. end after that season, and I wouldn't be upset with that. No, no, I don't think I would be upset about it either. Just because of sometimes, where this is sometimes the far, the more you go with something, yeah, you drag the, it on. You drag it on. So and, I, and the way, and the way this and like I said with my woes with the dialogue and some yeah the way that this has progressed the season it, it kind of concerns me. Yeah, like I love the beginning part of the season, but it's like everything that we thought the beginning was going to give us, we're not getting right now, and we're, and we're learning that this is about this new group of young heroes, whereas the heroes we've grown to love are being slowly faded out. Sure. Yeah. Which At is least kind of seems, concerning. Yeah, that, but I mean, that we don't concerned. know. But, but we don't know how it ends. You're one hundred percent right. How would you? How would you rate episode eighteen? Uh, or do you not want to give it a rating? Because I, I, I would just want to really give it a rating. Because it was just meh. Yeah, it was meh. Uh, but I still think that there's still a lot of aspects that I'm interested in. I'm still really interested in Artemis's home life, which oh, yeah. we got to see a little bit of. Um, I'm true. still I'm still interested in some of the new people that we're getting from the the this most recent mission, like the the main the the new Atlantean. Oh no, you're talking about the new the the new younger heroes. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Like sure. what's going to play into that? Like I still want to know what's going on with Live Wire and the girl with the terrible Australian accent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you wait the one with the thing on her neck. Yeah, with the wind. Yeah, bro, her accent is. I don't, I don't know if she's really Australian. I hope not. I hope they're just faking an Australian accent. That'd be that would make so much more sense. But like, but like, like I said, I had a friend with me watching it, and he has been to Australia, and he was like, "That's a terrible accent." <laughs> Ian. Yeah. Sal Young Ian, but yeah, man, no, I feel you. But Young Justice, hopefully, they can finish the season strong. Yeah, hopefully so. I think that we need to return some of our favorite characters, like the Dick exactly. Grayson, and see what's going on with Batman's Outsiders. Exactly. We like, haven't also Black seen. Lightning? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. We haven't seen Black Lightning in a minute. Either, and that so. was my thing. Like Black Lightning was a big mainstay of like what the beginning part started, and now we haven't even seen him. Like I want to see more of those guys. Like I get they're not Young Justice, quote unquote, but like. Man, you already like you you brought us here and and after the reach you took us kind of to this point to where when the reach came, we didn't follow Tim Drake's team and all those people like that. We followed our guys. And I know yeah. it was because our guys were leading, but like our guys are in a weird place right now. And we're not showing any of them. So the characters we grew to love, like yeah, Blue Beetle's back and like yeah, we got Impulse, but those were the young boys on the team. Now they're the leaders and we got new young boys. Like, well, and also, keep, and also, we I saw Nightwing and Batman. We, we saw Batman and Nightwing in a scene, you know, with Oracle and all that. But we still didn't and know Tim where Drake. Tim was. And was Tim in there? Yeah, Tim I didn't was see him. in there. No, Tim, okay. Tim was there. Yeah. All right, all right. Because I was about to say, I was like, like well, if Tim's not doing anything right now, then he needs to be back. Because that was the whole deal with him and Wonder Girl is that they couldn't still be together because he wasn't like 
available to the team. And like now, if he's available to the team, like he should be back on the team. Nah, he's still doing Batman stuff. All the Batman peeps are doing whatever the Wonder Woman, Batman, Aqualad, uh, the, the Megan Oracle mission is. Yeah, what's that? And then they and when and when they did go back and show us what the Justice League's doing, it was some trash. It was like with the weird Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah. With Guy Gardner and Superman up in space. With and the hot people. <laughs> Dude, how do you feel about, like, DC's hot people? Do you I'm, like them? I like it better now that they've... I see, I didn't really know too much about them until I seen uh, DC Legends. Oh, my gosh. And, and that's the worst thing to, to, to learn yes, about the hot people. Right? <laughs> and then and some of the stuff that, from the cartoons. And, like, I like the whole bit where they're an alien more yeah. so than I like their Greek God ties of them, like being yeah. two people that are destined to be with each other throughout the universe. And they constantly are reborn like that. That was kind of dumb. I like the alien race thing more as well. For I'm sure. with you. Yeah, no, 100%. But that's young justice. Let's get to lion King. Let's get to it, brother. What'd you think, man? Was it hype? I mean, there's no need to go through the story beats because it's the same story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, it is, if anyone thought it was going to stray off the path of the main story, well, don't worry because it doesn't. Not really. In the uh, only way, in the only thing they did, they took some liberties, and those liberties, some I like, but some I did not. Yeah, like I didn't really like the change in the hyenas. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. I didn't mind it. It was all right, but I, I definitely when 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 um Eric. Eric Andre started Andre. talking, and he wasn't Ed-ish. I was like, oh, this is interesting. But then the dynamic became that he he was kind of the dumb one. And I don't – I didn't really buy that he, he was the dumb – I don't know. I didn't, well, I, what was also annoying about that is because it wasn't necessarily the trio. It was more of the duo. Yeah, and then Shinzi was the leader. Yeah. Yeah, Which I guess maybe weird. they needed a leader, but, like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Also, Scar – be prepared was different. I didn't dis. I that was. I liked one. it actually. You liked it. I, I see. I'm yeah. a big fan of the the old Jeremy Irons song. So that kind of really rubbed me there. That that's like. Oh no, you, not the song. I thought you meant the character in general. Oh no 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 no. I love the character. I love Chiyotor Ejiofor's uh, portrayal of the character. I thought he did a damn good job. But I just didn't like the fact that they changed the be prepared song. Yeah, that was the worst song. It was. It it yeah. really was. Like they didn't even like. They they wanted to make it to where they didn't want to sing right there. Well, they just shouldn't have sang. Yeah, they didn't have to. Like, they just did that to appease the fans, and it was like, you didn't even give us the real thing. Like, so why are you doing this? Yeah. Uh, but the I Just Want to Be King song, that was good. Yeah, no, I loved all the Simba songs. All the Simba and, songs. And uh, Young Simba, Young Nala was Killed fine. It. I thought yeah. they did good. I thought they did uh, well as well. I almost, and it's the same. It's the same deal with the normal one too, because like in my opinion, the Lion King is way more of that young Simba, his story, yeah, and than it is the redemption of older Simba. So like that's why like I didn't really understand why the cast for those people needed to be so I don't know a list. And if, the they, if you want to call them a list, the thing with that is it for Nala, they had they added lines, and it's like. That Nala was. Uh, he, let me just cut to the chase. Beyonce was the worst part of this fucking movie. Like sure. the worst. And I didn't like, even really like her original song either. See, I'm I'm not gonna hate on the music because I thought it was all right. But 
her as an actress, maybe it's because she's too big of a star. But the moment she started talking, I was like, oh, this is Beyonce. And, and look, I gave it a shot. I was like, let me see if she'll pull me in as Nala or and do a good job or if she's going to take me out. And my friend Caleb made a good point. He, he asked me when, it, when, he, when he asked what I thought about it. He was like, is it Beyonce as the lion? And like, you, it's the lion or is it the lion doing lemonade? I was like, it's the lion doing lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> like like when, he, when she said, oh, are you with me, my lions? I was just like, let's get into formation. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. every time she talked, I was like, oh my God, this is cringe. It, is, it was uber cringe. I watch a lot of animation with a lot of big name actors. I just watched an anime with Michael B. Jordan and I couldn't tell it. Like, I knew it was his voice, but I believed it was the character. Like, she, she didn't know what... I get acting and she wanted to act, but acting live action is a lot different than using your voice. Like, it really is. Like, you have to... Because if you have a popular voice, you have to convince people that you are that character, not you. Because sure. it, it's what they see. And she didn't convince me that it was that character. I was convinced it was her. Yeah, man. I really wanted to go in here and say that all of the cast did a very fantastic job. But, I mean, I think it was... No, it was hit or miss. It was, it was, it was hit or miss. The, 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 let, the, one, the, one, on thing I, the one, one thing the one thing I could say about the movie is that I kind of checked out at, after we left Timon and Pumbaa. Oh, I mean, bro, me too. Like I was on my like own. Like after after can I feel can you feel the love tonight, which I thought was really well done. Yep, I agree. Um that's where I checked out. It was done. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Also, let's talk about who else didn't do a good job. John Oliver. No, I did I didn't not like that I, I did not like his Zazu. It was one of those things where where we were knocking Beyonce for not really feeling like that it was the character. It was the same kind of deal where I felt like it was John Oliver. I was Oliver. listening to John Oliver, and I didn't really, I couldn't hear anything else but John Oliver. And he, and he wasn't doing, like, where Zazu's, like, sarcastic and stuff. His, it, it wasn't, it didn't work. Like, it really just didn't work. Where, and he made choices that didn't work, and granted, he wanted to be different. There's nothing wrong with that, because there's another group of actors that made their own choices and changed up the characters, but I think worked maybe even better than the original. Oh, are you talking about Tabana Pumbaa? Best, best, best job. Best yeah, job for sure. the whole thing. It was them and Scar. My two favorites. It was Chiatora Edge for Scar and, the, and Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, I thought Chiatora Edge for kind of brought this edge to Scar that wasn't necessarily missing out of Jeremy Irons, but like really needed to be set when you had a lot of differences in the character. And like, they went more in-depth into his story with his beef yes. with Mufasa. Yes, yes. Like yes, him yes. wanting to be with Sarabi and her cho- her choosing Mufasa and then like all this stuff like that they had in their backstory on like what happened, yeah, I mean, stuff that happened. It was something that I like I, when I told you about the movie that I was m- almost more interested in if they would have done a prequel to Lion King than, if, than them actually doing what they did. I And I wouldn't have complained at that. Like I yeah. know maybe before watching this movie would have been like a oh, prequel, but like the stuff they went into was very interesting. Yeah, but let's get back to Timon and Pumbaa. I thought Billy Eichner really stole the show. I'm not going to knock Seth Rogen because I thought that he was also very much on par with being one of the best parts of this whole movie. But I think that the job that Billy Eichner did was so commendable for someone who really doesn't have that big of acting chops and like a big budget deal. 
No, yeah. I'm gonna give him credit. Yeah. I got like he was the best out of the two, but I love them both. No, I love them both. I'm just saying, like you know, Seth Rogen is Seth Rogen, and he comes and he brings it. And I felt like maybe just him in general just ended up being perfect for the embodiment of, of Pumba. Like I, I could hear Seth Rogen in it, but it also felt like Pumba to me. Like yes, exactly. That's my thing. Like I knew it was Seth Rogen, but like that was Pumba. Like that wasn't yeah. just Seth Rogen doing his shtick. No, that was Pumba. exactly. But and where I'm, where I'm saying with Billy Eichner though is that Billy Eichner, for someone who doesn't follow the, his career as closely as I do, they wouldn't really know much about Billy Eichner, and I think that he kind of gave Timon this new edge, uh, where com- very big time comedic edge that kind of I felt did better than the original. You know, I'm with you because like Timon was the serious one in the stick of Timon and Pumbaa in the in the cartoon in the cartoon, yeah. But now it's like. They're both kind of dunces in a way. Yeah, but also sharp. And yeah, but also sharp, also making witty jokes. Yeah, definitely. And they've updated some 2019 humor. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved all the new jokes that they did. I loved, like, like I said, I loved everything about Timon and Pumbaa. And Donald Glover riffing at the end of Hakuna Matata was funny. That might have been Donald Glover's best thing. Might have been his best <laughs> thing. Like, I, like honestly. Like, but, that, but that's not a shot at Donald Glover because I'm not going to come and say... Donald Glover was bad. No, Donald Glover was okay. He was good. But it's like what you said, Schubert. This story is more so about young Simba. Like, yeah. old Simba doesn't do much. No, until he, come, until he comes back at the end. And even in the cartoon, I wasn't really too keen on that yeah, part of the Yeah, the big fight scene, it was all right. Yeah, so, like, it's never really been, like, a huge part for me anyway. So, like, it didn't really, like, matter to me that it didn't blow me away again. So. Yeah, so in terms of Disney live actions, where would you say Lion King falls? This year or in general? In general. Um, in the live action remakes, that's just something I'm talking about. So like Be- Beauty and the Beast, Jungle Book. Cinderella. Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland. We're not going to count Maleficent because that's an original story. I don't and really know if you can count Alice in Wonderland either. It's kind of an original story. It, is it? It's a, it's a sequel of the cartoon. Okay, well, we'll do Dumbo then. Dumbo, okay. Dumbo, uh, Jungle Book, Cinderella, uh, and Cinderella, Beauty and, the Beast. Beauty and the Beast in this. Where would you put it? I guess oh, in the Aladdin. hot take. Uh, in, in Aladdin. Yeah, I guess the hot take I would have with this is I kind of enjoyed Aladdin more. Me too. That's not a hot take. I'm with you. So, like, I would put it definitely behind Aladdin. And then the hard part about it is that it didn't really resonate too much with any of the other ones so and see jungle books one for me i would go jungle book aladdin really yeah i love jungle book man i love okay where's and i and i see i think what made jungle book like more like whereas this the talking animals they didn't get me out of it but like after a while like you said it was just i was just over it jungle book kind of kept me into it because of mowgli i'll give them that sure mowgli really helped with the talking animals it made it more believable Sure. Yeah, uh, I can I can go with that. Uh, even Jungle Book in itself takes so many liberties on its own that it's not really the it same does. thing. Like it's, what no, I it's appreci- not beat for beat the same. This what I appreciated about a Lion King was was beat for beat the same. Which See, the one I knew it was kind of che- like this was kind of cheesy for me. And when it was real beat to beat, when like they even came down to where you know in the animated when it zooms in on Simba and then it zooms in on Mufasa and they yeah. do the quick it, bro. I was like. They really just did this with these ants. Like, it, it looked cheesy. Sure. And I was just like, oh, like, 
Y'all didn't have to do that. Down to the damn camera angle. Yeah. I mean, it was John Favreau who did both those movies, so. He did. Like, that's the thing. I wonder how much more liberties John had with Jungle, Jungle Book, Book. Than, he, than he did with this. I think he got us some backlash for the Jungle Book and the moves that he did do with it, so I think he tried to stay more true to form. My thing is, like, as much as I'm not saying that Lion King was a shining success, I'm not putting that on John Favreau. No, me neither. No, this has, I, like, I think this is more so to do with the idea of doing beat for beat re, re, uh, reenactments of the animated movies. Yeah, I, I think, think it's more of just a uh, fatigue of these original remakes. Yeah, just give then, us new movies. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, you know, we're coming... That was kind of uh, the gripe with the MCU, too, which is kind of a good thing that they're bringing us Eternals and Shang-Chi and Black Widow kind of as well, which is, like, their own stories that aren't so connected. Yeah, but, you know, Black Widow, I'm going to take that out. But, you know, Eternals and Shang-Chi are definitely, like, out there, new stories. People wilding with that MCU fatigue. Like, oh, did you see how fast Disney fatigue set in with these lives? Like, that, that's fatigue. Like, I, I'd say, like, that's real fatigue where you see these movies are just, people are getting sick of it. Like, they're getting tired well, of the stick. Well, yeah, and then that's why I'm so iffy on this whole Mulan thing. Because, like, on one sense, I'm like, well, if you're going to give me Mulan, I want the same Mulan. But then on the other thing, I'm like, well, I want something different. And well, and they're, like, they're giving you something different with that. Sure, sure. So maybe that's going to work out. But like thinking about the future of this, like you've mentioned that you would want to see a Hercules one done. Like if they went same beat for beat for Hercules, maybe it would look really cool. But would it be as interesting as getting some kind of other story in that or maybe doing Hercules without having to take so much liberty to what Disney did? See, and, but the thing is, with Hercules is an interesting case because the best Hercules story is the Disney story. Yeah, that's fair. And so, so I mean, it, it just depends on maybe are you taking the wrong properties? Uh, but I think a lot of people would have told you that Lion King would have been one that they wanted to I, see. And, and, I, and, and if you asked me that two years ago, I would have been one of those people. But now it's like maybe it's more so do the ones like Tarzan might work. Lion King might work. I mean, not Lion King. Uh, Hercules might work. Uh, I, th I thought Aladdin was a good one to do. Yeah, Aladdin yeah. worked. I think Moana might work. You know what really might work? Freaking Brave. Brave would be, yeah. Brave would probably be pretty good. That's what I'm so like. You got to take some of these, not the most beloved, don't like, and do some of those. Well, I mean, like, they're on the Disney Plus, they're doing Lady and the Tramp. I don't want to see Lady and the Tramp. And I think that's why they put it on Disney Plus, because they knew people weren't going to see that shit. And, like, people have said, maybe they should try and do the 101 Dalmatians bit again. I'm like, well, I didn't really watch the 101 Dalmatians thing when it came out in the early 2000s. Like, I don't, really, I don't really want that. No. And, like, as much as I would love Aristocats after seeing this, I don't know if they could pull that I off. I don't want Aristocats live action. No. Yeah, if I don't think they could pull that off. I think we should be done with the animals after this. I think after this, we've we've done we've done it with the animals. Like, we're done with the animals. If you want to yeah. remake the live action ones, <laughs> do it with the people and give them... <laughs> Give them some freedoms. Because what we saw with the Dumbo and Tim Burton, uh, and I haven't seen it, but this is just what I've heard, is that, again, Tim Burton takes his own liberties and changes the story. So it's like... Oh, of course. I want to see some of the stuff that Tim Burton's doing, but I don't want it to be seen like too far astray. Maybe that's kind of like what's going on with this Milan stuff, where we're still going to get sort of the same story base, but we're not going to get all of the same devices beast beast that were in yeah. it. Mm -hmm. So... Or even we'll do it see. like Aladdin, how Aladdin had some beat-for-beat beat stuff, but it still was its own 
individual thing. Yeah, I mean, as much as people want to rag for Aladdin, and it's not going to make the most money out of these three Disney movies that came out this summer, I think that it was uh, the best live-action Disney movie that they did this year, even though I think Toy Story is the best movie. Car- yeah, yeah like, best Disney movie entirely. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you on but this. Besides with- the Marvel stuff. Yeah, the Mar- I don't count the Marvel stuff. And, of course, you're not counting Star Wars, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What would you rank Lion King 1 through 10? Five. Ooh, damn. See, I was gonna give it a six, but I might give it a five point seven now that five point six now that you said that. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a I mean, five point six. It didn't like. It, I was thinking about this when I was watching it. I'm like, okay, so when I have a child, which one am I gonna show them? Oh, the animated one. I'm not I'm even showing the animated one. That. Yeah, I'm not messing with that bullshit. Like, who cares? Like, it's <laughs> it's like this this movie is not gonna change anything for the landscape of what Lion King is. Like, at at the end of the day. The animated Lion King is the best Lion King, and it's going to be the one that everyone shows everyone. So, like, what does it really matter? No, you're right. Like, my godchild liked it, but she was like, I don't know which one I like more. I might have liked the animated one more. And I was like, Where, like, with Aladdin, as much as I like the animated one, I think I could show I could show a kid the live-action one, and they'd love it just as much. And I've seen so much, so with people that I know as children now, that a lot of them are really reacted to the Aladdin, the Aladdin live-action and have really embraced it. So I think that we'll see how the how it carries over with Lion King. But I think that out of all the things that we've seen so far, the one that's most embraceable to, to today's youth is Aladdin. No, I, I, I'm not going to disagree with that at all because I, I don't know if, like, Lion King really felt like once they started putting those big-name actors in, it was just like, oh, we're just doing this. Like, we're just making a spectacle and, try, and, and hope it lands. Well, and they, put the, and they put two lead actors at roles that really didn't have that much to do. Yeah, no, like, and then Simba and Nala as adults just, don't have that much to do in the movie. It's like forty gave, minutes of the movie. They gave Nala extra extra lines. Oh, I think it's less. They gave Nala extra lines, and it's like, why'd you give her those extra like? The, I did kind of like that do... sneaking away scene. Yeah, but it didn't. I don't know. It just. But didn't it wasn't do that anything. big a deal. Yeah, it didn't add anything. It wasn't like, oh, okay, you just you just gave Beyonce these extra lines because she's Beyonce and you're trying to sell your movie. Yeah. Yeah. So that that yeah, I'm with you. Five point six, five point five, right there. So, but yeah, so that true. ends that wraps up things for this extended episode of the Bros Who Binge podcast due to the en- enormous Comic Con news that we got. I wouldn't even say that the slightly large bit of news that we got out of Comic Con. All right, well, let's tell them this. Um, y'all aren't episode fifty is not coming out this Friday. No, no, because we're gonna take some time to really plan it out and make a spectacle of it. Yeah, and and, and y'all want a really good pitch it episode, so. We're going to try to get everything right. But if you are going to be out at MechaCon, we will be out there. Yeah, and we're going to have MechaCon coverage both on Anime Talk and Bros Who Binge next week. Like, it's going to be legit. So be on the lookout for all that. Definitely. So there's going to be stuff to look forward to. But uh, hopefully that this extended episode with all the Comic-Con stuff does takes care of your Bros Who Binge needs for both last week and this week. Yeah, exactly. Big giant episode. So, and we will be back next Friday, not this upcoming Friday, but the following Friday with episode fifty with pitch it, the start to the pitch it league, which we're gonna be we're gonna hammer out how many uh how many times a a month are we gonna give you pitch it episodes? We're also gonna talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, ooh, big week and the boys. Yo, the boys. That I'm no, I'm ready. I'm ready. So there's a lot to come for the big 50th episode of the Bros of Binge. So thanks again for listening to episode 49, and we hope that we've just
generated some excitement going into not this week, but next week's 50th episode. So, Lyndon, go ahead and tell the people what's going on on the network and what they can expect from Bros Who Think. Well, this week, Primetime will be back. Charles is going to be doing some stuff this week, so you guys can check that out. This will be out Monday, so it'll probably it'll be either out Monday or Tuesday, one of those days. You can also animate talk new episode this Tuesday. We're getting ready for MechaCon. And we're going to be ready for all this new anime stuff. No new episode of Fire Force due to the tragedy that happened at uh, at Kyoto. Because I I always mispronounce the anime uh, studio's name. But the tragedy in Kyoto, because of the fire, they didn't want to release a a fire-themed anime. And I I, I understand why. So there's no review of that. But we still have a lot of news to cover. A lot of good stuff to get get through and review, as well as new Demon Slayer. And um, Dr. Stone, as well as Vinland. So... Be on the lookout for all of that and the new episode of the Bros Who Think podcast every Thursday with this week's special guest, comedian from New York City, Savannah DeZorma. She relocated from Lafayette and now she's living in New York, been doing her thug thizzle. So, hey, that sounds like a pretty interesting interview. Yeah, it was a dope conversation. We got into a lot of good stuff. So, awesome. Well, like I said just a few minutes ago, this wraps things up for episode 49, episode 50 to come. Make sure you go check out all those trailers. Make sure you go see Lion King if you haven't already. And um, make sure you listen to everything that's going on with the Bros Who Think Network and all the content that we're creating. So so this is Adam Schubert and Lyndon Burton thanking you for listening to our humble movie and TV podcast. And we hope you have a great week and a couple weeks, actually, before we get to talk to you again. So as always, be safe out there and keep binging. I'm going under I think I'm in over